All right, we are back. Back in black. Now, if I let me do a quick recap here. But first, these messages. Right, bro? We'll just get a little windstorm ambiance. So, the, the party had traveled from Shankaloren winding their way through the desert and heading for the mountains, uh, the Atenmal mountain range. Uh, okay. Um, so anyway, sorry. I was roaring over my shoulder. So the... Close the door. Well, they're in the room, so I can't. I mean, I could, but it'd just make it louder. So the... The party had uh, made it to the foothills of the massive Atenmal mountain range. Their target was the uh, the dragonborn human city called Fort Pasgard, manned by both both of those entities in a non um, non ruled situation, other than the governance of their laws. Yeah. So the 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 party. As they were winding their way up the mountain, unfortunately, did not quite make the mark. And in the storm that had had set upon them, they found themselves uh, slightly disoriented and making their way up a small winding trail that led into the mountain range. I feel like you're judging us, bro. Judging well, us? No, 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 not at all. I mean, it happens to the best of adventures, and it, it happens to the worst. Um, see, the... <laughs> <laughs> the party, after many hours of, of trudging upwards into the mountain range in a driving blizzard, decided to sleep in what little cover they could find in an old ruins that was alongside the road. And as they, they took their rest, the mountains shook with the footsteps of a frost giant and his massive white wolf hunting companion as they made their way down, searching for... Probably their next meal. The party uh, entered into a uh, a quite a fight where bulges were thrown, people were flying, fireballs were thrown, and uh, with sounds to me like a good time. Uh, definitely, with, with a little bit of effort, uh, the party was able to succumb their hunter and is now discussing amongst themselves in the driving blizzard what their next steps are. Uh, they of course, had retrieved a sack that contained three names um, from the disciple of Sarador that they'd uh, found out in the oasis, and one of them being Ephir Alcor, Mordthar, Tahe Windshallow in Monhaleth, and Gertrude Jekyllham in King's Reach. <laughs> Gertrude. And knowing that the instructions meant for those three individuals said retrieve the implements of summoning summoning in your native area initiate the rites and your place in the remaking will be secured at the right hand of the sleeper so in a driving blizzard after limping back to their their makeshift uh makeshift hovel if you will Party Say a is, hovel? Well, I mean, it's. Are we living in a hovel? I don't want to live in a hovel. Well, you, you're in ruins, basically, uh, with a lip of snow coming out over the top, um, a stone walls, but no real cover to speak of. You know how hard it is to keep your hair clean in a hovel? Well, you you 
are lamenting that as the snow slashes into any exposed flesh and, and um, your eyes as you make out your companions in the darkness of night in, in a driving blizzard. Luckily, I'm working on my special shampoo, so it'll be okay. Uh, Huh? <laughs> is that like when as I was? No, I'm trying there, to there was a where thought there. my uh, spell is something is. Uh, give me ten minutes, I can put the tiny hump back up. That's right. Yeah, you were using the a, a nice temperature-controlled hut. Okay, that's that seems. More reasonable. Is it still the middle of the night? It is. Yeah, it is. You, okay. you guys were, I think, um, later later evening. You know, morning is coming, but you still you got a little bit of darkness. I want to go back to sleep. We probably should try to try to at least wait for the light of day, if not the storm to pass. So I will put the hut back up, and then you guys can shovel the snow back so out of it, and we can try and get some reassess we gotta what shovel snow well I don't know unless you want to try and keep an area clean for 10 minutes for me to put this hut up there's gonna be snow in the hut I see I guess then we'll go with that I can't remember who was on watch when the... Um, the last perception check that I have is from Storm. So maybe Storm will finish whatever watch he was doing. Technically, you could just do another fireball and, you know, clear out the snow that way. That, uh, that would definitely clear the snow. Ugh. Mm. Oh. It is very it's so cold out here. I'm getting cold. So the, how about that? After is that what you're doing with uh, with Flynn? Yeah. So the after ten minutes, the the hut shimmers back into existence, and the uh, the party is able to climb inside and get out of the driving driving cold. And. At this point, um, Storm is resuming his watch, and uh, I assume the rest of you are finishing out your rest? Yes, please. Uh, yeah. All right. So the hours drag on. I need a constitution check from Elthinius. But why me, bro? I'm not on watch. I know. 16. Okay. A, uh, a restful sleep is had, and you're able to finish out the, the remaining hours of rest was under Storm's watchful eyes. Um, another quick uh, perception check from Storm. It's not my saddle that's cursed, bro. Very true. I thought we took care of that. Did we? I don't remember the whole thing, to be honest with you. Wow. 25. 
so with an advantage, the the uh, Tabaxi scans the the horizon, looking for any more potential threats, and does not see any. The storm continues into the morning hours. You can see the the light beginning to illuminate the area, but with the the driving um, blasts of of storm clouds and snow clouds just swirling in over the top of you, all it does is basically just illuminate the area better, and maybe even at points turn things a little bit more blinding than they were even in the in the evening hours. Well, I guess the question is, do we see if we can figure out how to get back out of the mountains? <laughs> or is this the right path? We just need to press on. That is yes. the question. What was that? Yeah, snowstorm, I say we wait. Is there any kind of, can I make a nature check of any kind of sure. indication of how long it might be going to last? Yeah, absolutely. Like, are we in the middle of a, something that's going to last for days? Or Yeah, uh, go ahead and make a make a check. Whoever would like to do so. Not it. <laughs> what kind of check is it? You got a plus six nature, bro. What are you talking about? I mean, I like it. It, uh, 23 from Storm. While uh, Storm's his natural habitat is definitely not the... the um, that's a medicine check there, uh, Disturbed. Um, the, <laughs> while the, I can feel my toes for a frostbite. So the, definitely the cold is starting to seep back into everyone now that the hut is most likely gone. Well, no, actually, probably the hut would exist for a while yet. If you, yeah, it lasts for eight hours. Yeah, so, I mean, really, so it's when you want to drop it. Hours. So the the uh, storm, though, being familiar with storms, um, can tell even though snow is not his normal habitat, that this storm is just building on itself. And you, if you were to guess, this is the type of blizzard that rages across these mountain ranges and can last for days. So it's either hunkered out for days or... Maybe try to get back down out of the mountains and see if we can find another way. Or press on up the path. Can we even still see the path? It, it, it's there. It's very stark because of the way it winds up along some of the mountain edges. Um, you know, clearly it was a, a well-used um, road at, at one point, if not still. But it's very difficult to tell with the amount of snow that's on it as far as how how recently it's been used. Uh, now, okay. what do we know about the path up to Port Pathguard? Should we be expecting, like, a well-traveled area or even, yeah, like, you, posts or stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, you guys have... You, you have... Um, well, your other campaign came down through here, but... Um, yeah, this, as far as you know, and what you've read and what you've you've probably heard about, uh, it's it's a fairly well traveled road. But there are sections of it that have tight switchbacks that wind its way up and can be dangerous for even foot travel, let alone caravan travel. But seasoned individuals have you know learned the roads even in the winter and are able to travel it without incident. 
But there are points, from what you understand, is that many carts could be along alongside each other, traveling in the same direction. Are we seasoned? Uh. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah, so I guess the consensus is, do we think we're on the right path, or do we need to try again? Well, what was your nature check? My nature check says that the storm's going to last for days. Ew. Uh, so I guess we got to press on then, eh? Yeah, that or we're going to get buried in snow eventually. Yeah, but like I said, did we, we think this is the right path? It's the path we're on. It's definitely the path you're on, yep. Well, then, apparently that's the right path. <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, let's get packed up and ready for ready for the uh, weather. I need to check something real quick. So, you guys are breaking camp. The, the the tiny hut comes down, exposing you to the the pretty stark conditions. The wind is slashing across the, tearing at your edges of your your cloaks and your any exposed flesh. You can already feel the your body uh, core temperature trying to trying to drop and battle against the the sudden change in environment. Looks like uh, I think Alphinius has cold weather gear. I'm not sure about the rest of you. I think most of us do, actually. I think we all do. Hey, Storm, can't you like control the weather? <laughs> not that kind of trick. No, disturbed, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go to paladin school? I could probably, and I'll cast Gust and just blow some snow into his face. There you go. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. the best, that's about the best I can do. Now, uh, one thing to do also is just go ahead and mark yourselves down as a long rest achieved if you haven't done that already. Just so you get back your spell slots and whatnot. Uh, Flynn is going to fish around in his backpack and pull out these nice fur boots and put them on. Mm. Mm. I put on my boots of the Winterlands. You see the, the gnome fishing through his pack, and then they, suddenly these very luxurious-looking fur boots have, are pulled from them, and he, with a slight grin, he's pulling them on, and you can see almost a look of comfort come across his face as the boots adapt to his gnomish feet. And suddenly he doesn't sink quite as far into the snow. Well, Thinius will give him a little bit of a dirty look. I mean, not that he sinks into the snow at all that much anyway, but... Right. The mounts are also giving him a dirty look. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, what happens if you put boots on a horse? <laughs> well, I mean, either the front legs or the back legs will have the... <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of my questions, is, though, is that... But will it be warm? You don't need... You don't need mittens to go with your boots for it to work, does it? So automatically, would, ju would just two work for the entire horse? <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine it'd be similar to either a cat or a dog with boots. Yeah, I'm sure it would look ridiculous, but... Well, there are actually snow boots that you can put on horses, I thought. So, I mean, obviously... But I'm nice. sure they don't look like galoshes. Uh, no, no. And they probably go on all four legs. You know. 
so the the party breaks camp. The 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 boots of the hinterla- winterlands are are pulled on to the gnomish feet, unless he decides to put them on the horse. And then the um, the yeah. mounts you you gather the reins and begin to stride away from the the cold stark ruins that you you've camped against. Which way are you heading? You heading up the trail? Right, did we attempt? Down. Did we attempt to loot the dra- the giant's corpse? I can't remember. I, I think, think you did. Yeah, I feel like we did. Yeah, it sounds um, like something we would do. <laughs> Doesn't it? Um. Yeah, pressing forward into the mountains or down out of the mountains. Um. don't know how to check that we haven't seen and there haven't been any other travelers or anything like that or any evidence of other travelers along the road there has not i mean you can make survival checks if you wanted to try to we're trying to get to that city that's at the top right so up seems to be the right right but there's a whole but there's a whole lot of tops of mountains right but we're on a path right oh and you're checking to see if it's been uh, you used it all recently? Which yeah, the theory would be, like I said, we're heading for Fort Pascar. Obviously, there are paths into the mountain, and this obviously this path goes somewhere. I'm going to make a survival check, because, you know, I'm good okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to break up my best survival stuff. going to look very knowledgeable. I'm going to take some snow and trickle it out of my hand and let it catch the wind and taste it a little. Watch up the, look up the trail, then look down. Yep. Yep. yep, and then, yep. and then step right off a cliff. Yep, with a, with a four, <laughs> you, you really feel that um, there. If you were to leave the path, it would be actually probably the best <laughs> yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Which, like drive sure right the up tobacco, the it probably range terrain. Range probably <laughs> if you killed the mounts and then then started climbing would be the well. Best no, option. I mean, you, we're in order to survive, we got to kill the mounts and then we got to crawl inside of them. Inside you know? them, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Where have I seen somebody do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. After Storm watches Alphinius very closely for several minutes, uh, <laughs> then, he decides to make his own survival show. <laughs> okay, okay. And then realizes he's an idiot. <laughs> Disturbed face is looking more blue than usual. Ah, well, and while he doesn't totally agree with, <laughs> with Alphinius, <laughs> he makes another suggestion. <laughs> so with a with a quick assessment, uh, after raising a furry eyebrow at the at the uh, the bard, um, the Tabaxi feels that the the path leading upwards, I mean, should have a good chance. Like if sometimes there are little sub paths along main paths, um, especially in mountain ranges that will you know, kind of hook back onto one another. Um, it, there's a good chance you could connect back to the the main road if this isn't already the main road. Um, I mean, but this right. is not your normal terrain. So, you know, as far as you know of the actual path up to Fort Passguard, you're, you're really not sure on that portion, but if you're just using a logical survival check, um, that would make sense. Let's not bring logic into this. But it would be, you understand, it will probably be several days to get back down into right. below this storm, and then you would have to then navigate and find what other right. potential routes are back up. So, um, and if we can get up into the mountains, and then if the storm fails, we'll, maybe we'll be able to reassess. 
But either way, I'm thinking sticking with the trail is a good idea, and I was sort of leaning that way myself too. It's like let's go, let's see where this goes. All right. So, party in agreement? Other, uh -huh. other than Nathodius, who really wants to kill mounts and climb inside of them? Well, it's going to be worm. I think if I got, no, we never got one of those. There's a funny, there's a funny common magical item that is like a hand warmer, but I don't think that was, <laughs> this wasn't the campaign that we got that. Well, we've got, uh, we got winter gear anyway, so we're probably okay. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not we're not freezing to death because again, we did get uh, winter gear, but we're in a snowstorm, so we're gonna start looking like walking snowballs eventually. Heck, if you really got in dire straits, you could throw out an instant fortress. Yep, <laughs> that was like that was my brief thought last night. Was if you guys didn't want to wait for that, I'd just put up the fortress. All right. So the, the party begins to push their way through the snowdrifts up the trail leading into the, the mountain range. The snow continues to grab at your clothes. The the gnome, seemingly not really worried about it at all, is, is able to quickly move amongst the, the, the travelers. Um, are you, Is anyone riding mounts or are you leading them? Uh, what do you think would be easier? You say, does it look like it would be treacherous to be riding at the moment? I mean, it's definitely going to make it harder for the mounts. They might get exhausted faster. Um, I mean, you... But you won't get tired as fast. Um, I guess... Ride I guess. up the delay, at least they, either they look tired or like it doesn't seem like it's a good idea anymore. Okay. So the... You continue to push your way forward on the backs of the mounts, the, the, the wind whipping around you, swirling snow small snow cyclones into, into the environment. The, your normal speaking is just difficult. You'd have to yell to each other to be heard over the howling of the wind. And the, um, the party, after a good solid hour, has wound their way up into where the path cuts between two large cliff faces rising even further up and the snow while not as deep here it just kind of whips in over the top of this ravine creating an even louder howling noise um, that just almost deafens the area um quick perception check from storm is he leading i assume uh that seems to be the marching order we've been using so yeah okay All right. So as you're making your way up through this ravine, you begin to notice a large crack in the right-hand side of the on the right-hand side of the trail that literally breaks open the side of this this cliff face and is large enough to actually take mounts into, or you can continue up the trail. So it would, be like, it would be like a cave, or like it would just be a... Yeah, a very... Separate. Well, at the very least, a very large entrance to a quote-unquote cave. So it might be a little bit sheltered? Yep, 
yeah, I mean, you don't know where it goes, but um, it's definitely uh, definitely would get you out of the the wind environment. You have been traveling super long, but um, that it appears to be an option. You guys think you want to check this out, or do we want to keep on going? How tired is everyone looking? The dome looks fine. And everybody does have cold weather gear, right? Yeah. So if everybody has cold weather gear, then you, you basically automatically succeed your extreme cold checks. So other than physical exhaustion, you're not being um, you're not being hampered by the the actual elements themselves yet. Was that the neatest thing? As far as what keep it going or to uh, yeah, we've got like yeah. sort of a side path here that appears to go sort of like into into a cliff face. I'm not sure if that's a we don't know if it's a cave entrance or if it's just another path that might wind through with some uh, cover for a little bit, or or we stay to the path. Stay to the path. I'm sort of leaning the same. Is someone's Discord like yours in the background? Mine. Oh, okay. Is what in the background? Oh, the, I I can hear Discord like popping off. I was trying to figure out if it was mine or somebody else's. So. I'll check. Oh, I'm not hearing anything. Me neither. I think you're hearing okay. things. Okay. Grab it. So the 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 party's uh, opting to continue forward. Twenty-three. Uh, sure. Twenty-three, bro. So a, a, an old song comes to mind about the the war between the dragonborn and the humans and it was about the lost regiments of, of the dragonborn and humans who opted to try to stray from the the um the pass if, if you will that where eventually fort Passguard was established and most if not all of these regiments that tried to find another way around the pass through the Atmal mountain ranges were inevitably lost. Taken by, you know, there, there were stories of great terrors in, in the mountain ranges that, that killed them, others dying to the elements, etc. So, um, that, that just, that song came to mind as you're staring into this, this deep crack in the side of the mountain. Well, sounds like good reason to stay in the path. So, in other words, we're we probably shouldn't go off the path, is w what my bardic intuition is telling me. Yeah, basically, only the dwarves know. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass that on. I'm gonna pass that song on, because obviously, people should learn more about songs. I mean, and as with any song, there's always the tale of ancient treasures lost and fortunes being carried as secret payments that were disappeared into the Atmal mountain ranges never to be seen again. Mm. <laughs> uh -huh. 
I had to say that. The rest of the, the rest of the party face face pops. No, uh, but I mean, yeah, this, that is part of the song. So yeah, no, no, I mean, there's. Hey, if there's treasure, I'm. Uh, never mind. Nope. I want to be warm. I want to be warm, and I want to sleep in a bed. Let's keep to the path. All right. Okay. So continuing up the path. As the, the party emerges from that deep ravine, you crest into an area that is open and flat and travels a distance to the next series of massive mountains that you can barely see the bottoms of rising up into the, the blizzard clouds above you. I need a perception check from Storm. Roll high. Oof. As you begin to make your way forward, you suddenly notice a sheer drop-off along the sides of the trail, probably falling hundreds of feet that were mostly obscured by the the blizzard snow blowing across it. And you'll note that you're going to need to be extremely careful on this part of the trail. Yeah, I'm going to... Storm's going to hold up a pod and uh, carefully point out the drop-off to everybody and then uh, like maybe uh, hop off the mountain and try to uh, start guiding it. Okay. Uh, yeah, Storm's riding there. Our only horse, the most Storm and Thunder were riding his only horse. I guess it's you guys, up to you guys whether you want to uh, trust the footing uh, yeah. of your... You're Magical gonna, steeds or not? You're gonna my mountain out. If you're if you're riding your mount, you're going to need to make an animal handling check. If you're going to go on foot, then you then you will need to use your dexterity. Yeah. So uh, I'll be going on foot. Thank you for playing. Elphinius <laughs> so, uh, is leading his elk. What's disturbed doing? He's thinking about his options. As you were thinking about it, you noticed that uh, as you were pulling your I'm, hand out of your glove, that your your hand is looking more like your normal blue these days. Nice. I'm probably gonna cool. use dexterity because it's zero and not minus one. All right. All right. Okay. So, the druid is is motioning you guys over to to the right to hug along the part of the trail. Pointing down to the left, you, you see where a, a like a lip of uh, a large lip of snow has built up in the blizzard. But if you had stepped on it, you would have immediately gone through it and fallen hundreds of feet. Well, that doesn't sound very good. And in the driving blizzard, you begin to lead your mounts up um, very cautiously. And I'm going to need the first person to ascend to make either a dexterity or animal handling, depending on what they're doing. I got it. I got it. I got this, guys. Watch this. All right. So Thelonious kind of proceeds, leading the elk up. Just a, just a straight dex check? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about acrobatics, bro? Can it be acrobatic about it? Uh, I mean, you're not really going to be doing flips and twirls and jumps up it. I mean, that's... Uh... <laughs> How about a fall? Can I flip oh. over and fall? Because that's that's what I just did. So the, the bard begins to move his way up the trail, trying to hug the right, but in doing so, he looks back over his shoulder, and his foot slips out on a particularly thin sheet of ice that was hidden beneath the snow. 
the the elk rears its head back and the bard goes through and breaks that that large lip of snow and there is a phone ringing in the distance one moment what is what is going on here <laughs> warning bells are going off in Elthenius's brain yes and um he he was, his feet break through the lip of snow there's a sudden cracking sound as the entire lip breaks away from the the, the section you're how, traveling against the how close am i you are um probably a good solid 10 or so feet if you were leading your mount So what I'm going to have you do here, bro, is I'm going to have you make a dexterity save. Um, see if you can catch yourself against the reins of the elk, and then we're going to roll his dex check to see if he can hold you. Dexterity save, baby. Rolling like crap today. That's like the third Woo! three I'm rolling. So your your fingers slip on the on the reins. The, um, the, just the sheer driving snow has built up against them and made them slippery and wet and one side of them coated with almost like an ice-like substance. I'll and, sigh and cast fly. <laughs> so you, you kick away from from the elk and uh, is are you using the Bandalore, I assume? Yeah. So go ahead and mark, mark that off. And uh, as to everybody's um, sudden horror and then sigh of relief you, you see the bard catch himself um floating in the uh driving blizzard-like winds well that was annoying <laughs> i put the net away <laughs> okay he was gonna tie you up as you fell uh-huh i was thinking if i if i throw it to him threw it to him with me hanging on to it it'd be like a rope with a better chance of uh, catching it. So I'm just going to fly up the path now. Alright, so you just... Alright, who's next? I'll go next. Alright, served. Hey! I'll, I'll throw the bard house down. With a natural 19. The... <laughs> I'm rolling straight threes today, boys. That's all Woo! I'm saying. We're gonna die, or I'm gonna die. I'm gonna too. So the uh, the I've stolen enough of your money so we can pay for a resurrection. So we should be good. Chuckling to himself, um, makes his way very deftly, actually, up the winding trail that goes along the side of this this mountain uh, mountain sheer, essentially, and occasionally glances over the side and uh, just marvels at the sheer magnitude of these mountains. Oh God, have mercy. All right. Uh, I get cold. Can we go home? Jod, who's next? Sorry, I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> where? Oh, dexterity check. Yes. Um, Storm is going to uh, look at the trail and and point out a few weak points to Blin, uh, and then reach over and cast guidance on him. Alright. Well, then Flynn's going to try. So With his boots. <laughs> up Flynn goes. Alright, you said just straight dex check? Yeah. 
I'm going to say that probably even adding a D4 to that's not going to help. Well, actually, go ahead and try it, actually. So the thing about the boots of the Winterlands is they ignore the difficult terrain of the winter. And eight. Well, that brings it to an eight. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Ro Low Rollers Anonymous. I, <laughs> right. I, I would say because of those boots, um, even though there are sheer ice that you would be slipping on normally, you just you you kind of dance right across them and then proceed to walk up as uh, anyone normally would, like if you were climbing stairs in a perfectly dry, wonderful area. Um, you know, a thought crosses uh, your mind, like, hey, maybe if I didn't have these boots, something bad right. would really have happened. But, um, <laughs> but the, and, maybe the, I did, and maybe I did trip on those stairs a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I know. didn't fall. No, no, you, you're just not used to wearing furry boots that you kind of stepped on a little bit of the fur because your feet got too close to one another. So uh, beyond that, yeah, you're... You proceed to uh, fall and, right up behind the paddling. And Flynn is actually also the only one not leading a mount. So. Exactly. There's that too. All right, well, now Storm's going to try that. We'll see how this goes. Storm, our notorious low roller. Although he hasn't been doing that today. Ascent, no, that's my job today. Yeah, he ascends, actually. It, it, you notice there was some, some definite hairy parts for him. He... He kind of slips and slides in a few spots, um, but he's able to um, kind of use his claws as purchase against the, the rock wall to his right and uh, is able to achieve getting by this, this definite obstacle. So once you guys make your way past up, Elthinius kind of uh, emerges up into a, a, another area where there's a sudden... Um, sudden growth of, of a lot of different pine trees that are a little shorter. Um, definitely, you can tell that they're, you're at quite an altitude at this point. But they wind their way up into and, and this path intersects with a much larger one, it appears, that winds its way further up into the mountains. A larger and wider path sounds good to me. I like larger and wider paths. Agreed. So. Let's do it. So the party emerges onto the, the wider path with a little bit of a, a, a relief. And you begin to hear a sound over the roaring of the, the blizzard-like winds, almost like they're bells. Can we pinpoint any kind bells. of source? Uh, it's, it's coming from above you on the trail. Well, then I guess we'll keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. So within a, a few minutes uh, of walking, uh, suddenly around a, a bend in the in the small little forest that's here, uh, you see uh, what looks like a human dressed in thick, thick furs. Uh, there is a uh, a pack mule to, that's with him. He's leading it along. It has a large um, calder on with multiple uh, what looks to be almost like jingly bells attached to it. And he has this uh, odd walking pole and these weird wooden things strapped to his, his feet. And as he picks them up, you can see glints of, like, TV metal that are underneath underneath the, the wooden uh, and leather straps that are around it. Oh, my goodness, I didn't expect to see somebody out in this weather. Hail, travelers, hail. Hi. 
Hello! Oh, hi. Um, I'm up above him. <laughs> well, wow, that's a, that's a definite way to do this, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. Uh, so where are you coming from? I don't remember the names of places. The Lizardman place. Oh. The dragon, a dragonborn city. Oh, Shanka Loren, that's where I'm heading. That's, that's the one, yeah. How's the weather there down below? A lot warmer than it is here. <laughs> True that. This time of the season, I tell you, whoo-wee. Not very many people do what we do, right? Hmm, yeah, yeah. Where's Good your reason. pack mules and caravan? He's got a, he's got a raised eyebrow looking at the elk and the, the odd-looking steed of the paladin. Well, uh, we ate him last night. Oh, jeez, yeah. You know, sometimes that happens. All right, you fellers, you, you stay safe. Don't go off that small trail down there, all right, if you're heading back down anytime soon. For, uh, just to clarify, this is the road to uh, Fort Pascard, right? His eyebrows kind of go up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got a couple more hours. You'll be up there. All right, safe travels. We've been, we've heard and uh, seen some, uh, some giants. Oh, yes, yeah, if you stray off the, this path, uh, the giants do have a certain hunting range. They've learned not to um, go along this path because it spurs an actual uh, response from the the, the, the the guards, of course. But, uh, yeah, if you get off the path, woo-wee, like there's a trail down here just a little ways. Like if you went a lot on that old trail, let, let me tell you, that's, uh, that's a dangerous trail there, fellas, in a lot mm -hmm. of different ways. Kind of wiggles his fingers and makes a spooky face. Spooky <laughs> face. All right, well, mm -mm, I'm gonna be heading on here. You boys have a good rest of your day and um, try to get warm. <laughs> Safe travels. He begins to walk on by you guys. You can tell that his his furs are made of some type of very large, most likely bear. Yeah, that makes sense. He disappears. I kind of like it. Disappears in around the bend. Down below, you guys. All right, well, that suggests we're on the right path. As long as we believe strangers in the storm. Right, right. But either way, I'm much happier with a wider and potentially safer path. So the... And the thought that we may be getting closer. The, uh... At least the atmosphere is a little bit more, less intimidating at this point, where you're hoping you're on the right trail at, at this this point in juncture. I assume you guys are proceeding? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So within right. several hours of walking, uh, just trudging upward, you're beginning to feel tired at this point. Um, you suddenly see rising above you these thick stone walls with almost like a like special cresting uh, edges built off of the the side of the structures uh, it's almost like it's a blend between the the human construction and the dragonborn construction you've been seeing in Shanka Loren the you, you see figures moving upon the the, the massive walls uh, torches being carried in large burn burning urns set in different towers along the wall and within a good 20 minutes or so you you find yourself arriving at the main entrance gate coming up from the desert 
and a dragonborn guard and a, a human guard standing side by side in the same type of armors um, walk out to, to meet you. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Um, purpose of coming through, Fort Passguard? Uh, passing through. Death. Passing through on up into the Midlands. All right, all right. No, uh, you're not bringing any type of um, goods or anything for along those lines. Do you think I'm any goods? We're not a we're not a merchant caravan. Just uh, understood. Understood. Looking, all right. Looking no. for a brief respite from the storm, and then uh, be passing on after resupply. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, no uh, fruits from Amira Harbor to declare. Fruits. Yeah, we, yeah, we ate or they froze. Yeah, good enough, good enough. That's all I need to know. It's cold. Come on in, gentlemen. Make yourselves comfortable here in the in Fort Passguard, and uh, uh, understand that um, you know you, your attention to lawfulness is appreciated. Mm-hmm. Indeed, I want a warm bed. So you walk in. In past the the walls, um, the the streets are kind of a muddy snow, um, you know, a little little dirty. People are moving through quickly to escape the, the cold winds that occasionally howl in over the top of the of the large walls and blow downwards. There's uh, smoke pouring out of multiple chimneys throughout the town. Uh, you can hear it, people. Um, discussing things in in amongst uh, the shop openings there's uh, several areas that immediately catch your attention for travelers you know inns with large stables for you know to shelter caravans that are going through uh then i guess yeah we probably should try to find a place to wait out the storm there is there is one that's immediately close by as you come come through the gates. Um, there are a, a couple of attendants out out front. Um, it's nothing super fancy, but uh, inside the the paned glass windows, you see firelight and people seated at tables enjoying a round or two and a, and a warm meal. So uh, immediately that me. catches your attention. <laughs> yeah, let's go in here. Young, a young girl kind of steps out and she's like, can I, can I take your mounts? Mm-hmm. Which, which... <laughs> uh, oh, no. I, I just look at Jack they behave and hand her the reins. He snorts and then uh, allows her to, to lead him away as she gawks at the elk and the... I'll head into the inn first. Okay. You, you step in through the door, and immediately the warmth of the of the, the large fireplace in the far corner greets your your face, and you can feel the snow trickling in off your your cold weather gear as it uh, pools into water and hits the floor. So I'm going to uh, walk up to the uh, the uh, the innkeeper, and uh, it's a it's a um, an elderly lady. With a, a leatherish type of apron on, large nose, she immediately assesses you as you're walking toward her. Excuse me, my lady. Um, do you have a fine room fit enough for a lord? 
I just start doing a face palm. <laughs> You're still outside. <laughs> no, I went in with you. My lady. It's four in the morning. Oh, let's take it here. Checking the verb tenses. I think she's dead. She, she raises an eyebrow. It is. Is it going to be a dragonborn or a human lord? It will be neither. It'll be my lord magnanimous pussy here. Uh, oh. A tiefling. Oh, I see. Um, my, my. Um, surely he will understand that um, in the winter months we typically have uh, a lot of rooms full as many caravans move together. So I do have two rooms uh, free. One of them has uh, two or three beds in it and the other has uh, about three beds. Is that going to be a problem for your That'll be magnanimous pussy? Yeah, Lord Pussy is fine. Um, he'll uh, he'll take the one with only two rooms for himself and his manservant. Oh, oh right. sorry, two beds, two beds. Two beds, absolutely. Let me get that uh, just squared away for you. And she motions to a, a man seated in the corner, and he runs over, and she kind of whispers in his ear, and he runs, uh, looks like up a flight of stairs. All right, um, please tell your lord that uh, we will have his rooms ready momentarily. Are you uh, requiring f a supper for the evening? Yes, please. And how long will you be staying? Uh, how long till the storm lets loose? Oh, this is a rager. It probably will be in good solid three days or more. Sounds good. That's how long we'll stay. All right, um, so I think that'll be a total of about 20 gold pieces. Sounds good. All right, so I'll pay them. Okay, go ahead and just deduct that, and and she wait, uh, she wait was that both rooms or the one room? That was for both rooms. Gotcha. I was just wait. It was just clarifying as to whether Vinter Storm needed to buy a room now too. Was all. So the the mounts were taken around to the side of the inn. The um, the rest of you are coming in through through the door. You see Elthinius just finishing a conversation with a um, an older-looking lady uh, with a large nose in the corner, and she turns and moves quickly uh, upstairs to follow a person that seems to be rushing upstairs. A few of the patrons look up as you as you walk through. A couple of them assess your your garb and weapons, and uh, everybody just really goes back to eating and discussing things amongst themselves. I'm looking to see if there's a, like a bath house or a bath something or other so that I can get warm. Uh, so the, um, the the innkeeper um, lets you know that she does actually offer that service here as well for a mere two silvers. Oh, that's it? Then I'll pay for myself. So the, the bard is disappearing into the back parts of the inn. You can hear um, splashing water and steam is coming out from a, a doorway that he goes goes through. It's warm! I think Storm and Flynn will just try to find the closest seats to the fire as they can. To keep warm. Okay. So you... you um, Get as close as you can. There, there's a. Uh, it's a, a few tables away from it, but you find one that's that's empty. What's disturb doing? Actually, bath sounds good. 
Alright, so just deduct uh, two silvers, and um, you can head on to the bathroom yourself. So a large man kind of stops in front of the table with um, with uh, Flynn and Storm. Oh, what are you having? Something warm to drink and something warm to eat. Oh, all right. We've got some special um, special tea, actually, if that's what you're looking for. Unless you wanted something with a little more edge to her. Um. Oh, is it still midday? Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's fine. It's <laughs> Tea sounds good. Excellent. All right. Well, we have uh, some of the um, Elven Whisper Tea brought to you. And um, how's a large, uh, large rib selection of venison for you? Sounds great. All right. We have a special sauce on that. It's made from the local puffle uh, uh, flour. So um, I think you'll find it quite nice. We seasoned it for quite a while. Do I know what a popple flower is? Uh, give me a nature check. It's warm, it's warm. It's warm, warmy, warm, warm. Ah, as far as you know, it's basically a dandelion. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to grow around here, it's probably going to be pretty hardy. So. Yeah, it's pretty hardy. Or a weed. Exactly. Or a weed. <laughs> well, Storm is uh, just... Picking snow out of his fur. Few people are definitely glancing at the tabaxis as a definitely as an odd sight for them. Ah, uh, yeah. fresh yes, clean. Tabaxi has has not quite decided if he likes snow or yet or not. The uh, in the bathroom, um, the the bard walks in and there's um, a large individual. In a, uh, a bathtub in the far corner, scrubbing away with a, a large brush. And there's multiple uh, bathtubs that are around. There's a uh, a lady that keeps coming in and filling two two more. Um, and you see disturbed walk in behind you, and she's finishing filling the the tubs with a steaming hot water. And she sets uh, several large camel hair brushes into the the tubs, and they're there's a couple of things that she sets next to it, like what looks to be a lump of soap uh, for each of them. There you go, my lords. There you go. Thank you, my good lady. She exits the room hastily. And I am taking a bath. I'm scrubbing off all this nasty. Doesn't that smell. feel great? Smell good. Large, large guy in the corner is kind of looking over at you guys. It feels amazing, especially after traversing in a blizzard. I know, right? That's why I spend a good portion of... Sometimes these storms can last a week or more, so I, I like this in. Just get comfortable, you know, wait for a good good break in the weather to head down. You coming, uh, you coming up from the desert, or you uh, coming up from the Midlands? From the desert. Oh, okay. Well, you best, uh, you gentlemen, be careful heading into the Midlands. Uh, it's, uh, things are getting crazy up that way. <laughs> That's what we heard. We're kind of curious as to what's going on well well group of fellers and i decided to hire on to the king's request for mercenaries out there near the lake breaker and 
Mm-hmm. I would say that I'm the only one left standing from that, and I figured I'd maybe go south to try my hand at a different area. Um, with the amount of dead leg walking... Break, in... le- uh, leg breaker's a swamp, isn't it? Uh, it is, uh, yes. Uh, just past King's Reach up there near Fort Despair. I hate swamps. Yeah, that's... Uh, the undead are moving and rolling up that way for some reason. Walking I'm up. sure my people will drag me up there eventually, but... <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. Well, you look at fellows look like you can handle yourself. That's a nice sword, sir. And he kind of nods to Disturb's sheath crystalline blade. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, um, you fellas mercenaries? Caravan um, guards? We've been all of those. <laughs> I hear that. I was even a farmer once. That didn't last long, but I, uh... I haven't been one of those. Tried my hand <laughs> at it, at least. It, uh, oh, we're wrong. Well, I... I tried to do it in the Harshled Territories. <laughs> <laughs> yep. About the first work raid that came in on top of me, I decided maybe I was a better mercenary than a farmer. Yeah, well, I can imagine that would... They pulled up all my rutabagas. <laughs> Didn't know it works like rutabagas, but apparently they do. <laughs> and growing them in the harsh land was probably not a good idea. <laughs> good well, to know. If I ever meet some yeah. orcs, I'll offer them some rutabagas, I guess. Yes, sir. Well, I don't know which way you fellers are heading, but if you're, you're heading east to the uh, up in the Midlands, and definitely keep an eye out up near King's Reach. And if you're heading uh, west toward Morthar in those areas, some, I'm hearing weird whispers about that place. Uh, something's going on, fellas. That's why I'm heading south. I figured the Atmall Mountain Range this time of year would be enough of a barrier to keep them out. <laughs> well, yeah, one can hope. We're uh, we're gonna go and try our hand at checking out some of that uh, questionable stuff that's going on. Oh jeez, well, uh, good luck. I uh, <laughs> I thought I'd make some quick money myself doing that, and it uh, it was over quick. We'll put it that way. <laughs> well, all right, uh, I'm gonna finish up my bath here, and you fellas, uh, I'll probably see you out there in the common room. You have a good evening. You too. Have a good one, sir. Have travel. Use well. Use well. I was going to sink into the bath until just my nose is out. The warm water feels just, just perfect. Occasionally, as your ears pick up above the water, you hear the snow slashing against the window panes of of the inn. But the the warmth of the of the water and and um, there's a small little tune that's being whistled out there in the um, in the common room now. That um, it's definitely good to get out of the weather. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quietly compose some more verses of the Pink Paladin. Mm, yes. I'm going to add a verse or two about a haunted saddle. Yes. Well, I mean, that seems like a good, good uh, line to add in. Heck yeah. Taylor made. So, what would Disturb like to do? He would like to think to himself, "What is it with people talking while you're in the tub?" 
you muse on that for a little bit as the warm water kind of seeps into your your bones. How often does how often does the um the bath lady come in? Ah, uh, she she comes in every now and then, depending on how long you're going to stay in the bath, and and will refresh the the water with a warm warmer bucket of water. I'm not going to stay in long enough to get pruning because that just looks tacky. So I'm going to get out. Okay. I'm... Next time she comes in, I'll ask her if there's a massage place or if she gives massages. She, she uh, kind of stammers a little bit. Oh, oh no, my lord. Um, this is not that kind of establishment. Uh, <laughs> but here's some warm water. She pours it in really quickly and leaves the room. <laughs> nice job, Disturb. You scared the old lady. Hey, you just look dumbfounded at her, and I'm thinking, clearly she's not ever walked around in armor. I just want to massage. So you have to do your own camel hair brushing, but uh, you, you get cleaned up. The soap smells good, at least, um, if not a little, little flowery. But uh, as you, are you going to stay in the tub for a while, or it, it um, are you like going to get out when... No, no, it does not. Um, something probably more of a local flower. But uh, are you uh, are you looking to leave the the bath when Elthinius does, or are you going to stay in longer? I'll stay in one bucket longer. All right. So Elthinius leaves the room and makes his way back to the common room. You see Flynn and Storm seated at a table with a large rack of steaming ribs in front of them with an, a peculiar-looking sauce that kind of dribbles down. Oh, heck yeah! I'm running over. <laughs> There's a um, an older man playing kind of a flute in in a corner. It's not great, but it's, it's some kind of atmosphere, and fire is snapping and you can see a couple of people adding some larger logs to it building it up and uh, the common room is getting a little more busy now that it's more toward supper time i'll give the old di a thumbs up he he nods to you and continues puffing away on the flute So what is Flynn and Storm up to at this point, besides eating? Well, that's what I was to say. Sorry, coughing on the peanut. <laughs> coughing on some venison. Uh, uh, yeah, drinking tea and eating venison. Um, I haven't had anything to eat today, and now I want a peanut. Figure out what. Storm's going on, I would say, probably for the day. The thing is, just to sort of settle in. Okay. Before we before we leave, we're gonna try and gather some information, a little more about what's going on in the Midlands. I can't remember if we had actually decided which of the three places we were gonna go first. I think we were leading towards Mordthar, but I don't remember if we actually that's, had decided that. I think that's what I was uh, anticipating. Toward um, Effir Alcor. Right. Figure out who he is. Yeah, we have. Is. Yeah, we have a few contacts there that we had had previous discussion with there in the city. But I guess it actually, all three places we do have some people we could talk to. Mm -hmm. But I'm sort of curious about the, uh, what you said, he said, Flagbreaker Swamp, you know, undead, but I'm yeah, curious about the other way as well. If you're looking at the map um, right here, 
where I'm marking courses, Mordthar, and then Kingsreach is another one, and then Monhaleth is that small town right along the water right here. Yeah, like I said, Flynn probably knows a little bit about Monhaleth, having grown up up yeah. there. Yeah, because he, cause he grew up in Brightberry, I believe. Right, and of course up there it would be the people want to get some uh, information from the organization. But I think the consensus was that Althinius needs a big city for a little bit. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we could keep from getting chased out of for a day or two. Yeah, yeah. It could happen. We didn't get did we get chased out of Shankland? Uh, we didn't get chased into Saint Laurent, but it was probably a good idea to leave when we did. <laughs> well, you know, no, yeah, never you, overstay your welcome. Let things cool down a little bit. You uh, left before you could get questioned about a, an awful, crazy domestic that uh, happened right out there by the inn. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> your quote, well, quote, she... girlfriend brought a very large creature into town, and that's okay. I, I pacified her. She'll be all right. She'll be a while. We, we messed up. Her. We we messed around a little bit with some of the local. Underground too, that might lead to let that settle a little as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you guys uh, shook that horse nest pretty hard. <laughs> All right. Well, um, is there anything else you guys want to do for the evening before you retire? Nope. I've got food. I've got bath. I'm gonna go snuggle into a warm bed. The in innkeeper stops by quickly and kind of leans down and whispers in, in Elphinius's ear which one is Lord Pussy? Just about then disturbs heading out of the bath bathroom heading back into the, the main the, fresh, the, fr the freshly scrubbed one in the, in the blue. Oh, alright thank, thank you, thank you she kind of sweeps across the room and performs a, a small bow in front of disturbed. Lord Pussy I will show you to your room I just glare at the bard and follow her. <laughs> okay. She leads you up the set of stairs to the second floor and, and shows you a uh, a couple of rooms that were near the far end, closest to the street. And uh, one of them has, you know, just a couple of beds in it, another three, and, and um, noted that the one with only a couple of beds was yours. Thank you. She nods curtly and uh, leaves the leaves the room and uh, you guys all retire for the evening. Um, Elthinius, just need a quick constitution check, please. Oh, yeah! Yeah! You had a weird dream. The, the sky um, in your dream was filled with dark clouds. You were running through a... Um, a cemetery with stark um, headstones with you can't make out the names on any of them and you run by a a, a set of really large ones and, and to to your dismay <laughs> one really of large them, ones? yeah one of them bears your name emblazoned across the top of it and as you stare at it and dismay, is it at least a good looking one oh it's a nice one yeah it's big okay um, and as you stare at it in dismay, a hand erupts from the, the soil in front of it, and you, you wake up covered in cold sweat. 
large stone with Athenius' name on it. It's a beloved husband and father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm going to try to remember my thing and see what it said. Uh, okay. Um, it's important it. to have a good epitaph. Quick uh, intellect check. It is an 11. Uh, I mean, it's hard to recall um, many of the details. Uh, you did get the sense that there were other names below yours, but you you don't remember what they were. Uh, it's probably the rest of my party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My name, Here, my Lars! Name is, my name is usually at the top. Mm-hmm. You're right, right. Elthenius the Eloquent and Lord Pussy. No, um... The... <laughs> 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 so the next day it comes you guys can go ahead and mark a long rest if you need to if anything like for you bro you probably have to uncheck the Mandalore thing um and no, it, re- it resets my Mandalore. does it okay yeah on the long rest if it's a homebrew item then you might have to uncheck it if if it's um one that uh, program Mandalore isn't so yeah it's not so the, the morning comes, The you can see that the, the storm is definitely still going on, maybe not quite to the intensity of the previous day. But you are uh, meeting essentially in the common room. Uh, a breakfast is served to you as part of your, your stay. And uh, you, you realistically have the day. If you want to fast forward through these days, you can. Or if you want to head out in the storm, it's up to you guys. Isn't there a decent, like, armor and stuff like that here from Bright? Um, from the last group that was here, but I mean, I don't know for sure. But. One of your one of your campaigns, um, I believe, had run into a, a, a an armor here. I'm pretty sure Narg was a bit smitten. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Anyway, I'm gonna go. Uh, I didn't mean that. I meant that they had good stuff, but that works too. Um, I'm gonna go out shopping. All right. Anything in particular you're looking for? Herbology mixtures, especially oh. bug bug dopes, you know, that kind of stuff. Special. Also, I think, aren't I out of jade dust? Don't I need jade dust or something? Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, that depends on, I think, oh yeah, for your, one of your new ones, right? I think so. Let me check it out real quick. Honeycomb and Jade Dust. Yeah, I need Jade Dust. Okay. I'm going to be looking for alchemy for, like, like my bug dope like I used to have. Um, okay. Anything herbology-related. Is There's... anyone going with Elthinius, or...? I'm still working on my shampoo. Mm-hmm. My brain's working slow. I'm, uh, I'm trying to work with Elthinius. I'm... Okay. Trying to figure out what Lynn would be looking for, other so, than information, and he might wait till the end of the storm for that. You you were told of uh, several um, several shops, but uh, one of them was close by that was uh, mentioned might have. What I will say, mixtures. storm will go with Elthinius. Okay, so the the two of you wind your way through the snowy streets and um, find yourself in, in, at the entrance to a, a thick wooden door a sign hanging out over it um, is is old and only painted on one side of it uh, but essentially it's um, s- some it looks like um, Alexis 
mixtures. Okay. I'm going to wander around in there. So you step inside. The the air is thick with uh, almost the smells of like a, a, a strong incense. And uh, there is a, a woman behind the, the counter um, where lines of uh, multicolored b- bottles are, are lined up next to her in, in racks. There are herbs hanging from the ceiling drying there are special um pouches and then uh small little glass jars with little pastes in them would she have jade dust here or is she more like an herbologist she might she might i'm gonna check can i help you (laughs) yes i'm I'm looking I'm looking for some jade dust, and um, I'll describe the mixture that I wanted there, the stuff we were using. Oh, well, I do have some jade dust. And she pulls out a pouch and uh, slaps it onto the the counter. How much were you looking for? How much you got? Ah, well, it all depends on how much you're looking for. Um, (laughs) Do you, like, do you need... Like, is it to buy a monetary value that you're looking for? Like, 500 yeah. gold worth? Um, yeah, I need 500 gold worth, please. 500 gold worth of J-Dust? What do I look like? Uh, <laughs> capital City? Do you have 100 gold oh, worth? Oh, yes. I've got about 100 gold worth. And she opens uh, the pouch up. You can see this sparkling, crushed, uh, deeper powder. Then I'll buy it. There you go. Mm-mm-mm. I'm oh. just around sniffing at things. Let me see here. What was that for, bro? Was it the polymorph? I can't remember. Um, no. Some spell component, yeah, for some spell. Does, I, I how need, much I need ten. Component? I need ten gold worth. Ten each gold worth. Okay, so, so that's so basically have, ten uses. I'll ten uses. Yep. Yeah. So just mark that down and. Alright, now you said you were also looking for a peculiar paste. Uh, give me a 1d20 roll. Didn't realize this step was this rare. Well, it's the time of the season. Not much call yeah, for bug dope up here. Oh, a three. That's your lucky number today. I do I do have a a similar style paste. Um but it uh it doesn't quite have the same exact properties you're looking for. Mm, okay. Does it have similar properties? Well um Let's just say things can get weird with it if you use too much. But if you, long as oh. you're liberal with it, uh, or not liberal, but <laughs> long as you're stringent with how much you use, then it will keep the bugs off you. But dear, I don't think you're going to have problems with bugs right now. Oh, we're going down in the Midlands. Uh, maybe it may be into the Leg Breaker Swamp. Oh, well, you're going to want a lot more different types of bug dope for that. So, <laughs> that, that is, I'm hearing bad things about over there. Uh, no, we need more than bug dope. We need undead dope. Um, let's, uh, how much you got? Well, I have five applications of it, and if 
use this need to make sure that you don't use more than one application at a time. Alright, well, I'll buy them all. Alright, well, that's, uh, that'll be ten gold. No, oh, that's cheap. Alright. It's made of the popplefield flower, and it, um, you know, it's just need to be careful with it, is all. Oh, the popplefield flower. I've heard about that before. Oh, wait, isn't that, like, didn't they have that in, like, the baths? Yes, well, I mean, it's put in our soap. Why well, even the inn over there has a special uh, sauce made of popplefield. I like the smell. I'm thinking about making it into a shampoo. How much? Uh, how much should I add to it? Oh, uh, to the paste or just mm -hmm. to, to? No, no, for the it's like my if I'm gonna make a shampoo. Oh goodness. Um, well, you will need to be careful with that. But uh, I would say you need to go ahead and use not more than two flowers per bottle. Two flowers per bottle. Okay. And do you have any of this, the straight flowers? Oh, I do. Yeah, I have some drying right up there. That's a How gold much? flower. Gold flower. All right. How many flowers you got? Well, I've got a, probably a good fifty though. But, uh, I'll take them all. Uh, all fifty popovers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a big bundle. <laughs> you know, it's like. I'll stuff it in my bag. Okay. Backpack and put a bunch of pop of this. Yeah, just there. remember, don't get too crazy. No more than two per bottle, all right? Yes, I know. Two per bottle. And then, let's see, what would make a good smell to go along with the pop of fill smell? I mean, the pop of fill smell is, is already pleasant, but I mean. It's nice, I know, but I'm thinking about But if you're something... looking for something a little more like, mm, then uh, what you <coughs> might want to do is perhaps put in this. Uh, root right here and she pulls mm -hmm. up this mm -hmm. weird looking twisted black root now if you take this and you crush it up you get a very pungent smell and it's not displeasing it's just very strong very strong okay well so, i'm not really looking for what about something that's going to make my hair silky and still of course i have the pop fill smell oh silky oh well mm -hmm. Then you, you you would definitely want to go along right here with this oil. And she pulls up a uh, a small vial with an oily looking mixture in it. This here is made from the bladder of the local Highland snake, and it um, it has a oily substance that it secretes, mm -hmm. uh, and it is a perfect catalyst to pull that popfill in and and. Uh, and still give you the sleek shininess of the of the oil. Excellent. I'm gonna buy it all. Oh, all right. Well, that's an extra twenty gold there. Okay, I did it. Oh wow. Okay, big spender. Um. All right. Now, what kind of suspension would you put this in? Just a neutral suspension. Oh well, I mean, it depends. Taking popful flowers, some of my snake oil. I'm <laughs> snake oil salesman. <laughs> this is great. Um, and what's uh, just like what water or? Well, I wouldn't go cream. Yeah, I wouldn't go too much water because that would just be a little. You know, it's going to get too runny, and you'd have to get your mixture just right. Um, yeah, and it would separate. Right. So what I would recommend is probably if you just get some soap add a little water and then put mm -hmm. the oil in in your papa fill and mm -hmm. then you're then you're cooking with grease right there do you do you sell the papa fill soap here or do i just oh, need to do it ever i've got it right over here i've got how many bars would you like it's a, it's a 10 bar bar oh god well then that'd be a gold um and here is 10 bars of uh, papa fill soap 
I'm gonna mix it all right now. Okay. Oh, um, uh, well, that's gonna be. How much do you use your equipment? <laughs> oh well, uh, uh, just a, I mean, just give me five coppers. I'm fine with that, sir. All right, I'll give her another gold and have her help me. All right. Oh well. <laughs> Let me just get right over there and help you with that. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, young man, what, what did you need? She's looking at Storm. Oh, Storm's just sniffing around at stuff and, and occasionally sneezing uh, <laughs> at various unfamiliar plants and stuff like that. I guess it's just do a general search if anything looks interesting. He is actually efficient with herbalism kits and like that just to okay. see if, it's, if she Give happens me... to have, like, for lack of anything else, potions of healing or, you know, thing like that, or even just other interesting concoctions. Um, you definitely recognize some potions on the shelf that are probably potions of healing, probably not to a great magnitude, but right. um, it's typical potions of healing. They are here for sale. Um, I need a storm to make a constitution saving throw. Oh no, too much, too many smells. <laughs> yeah, never effect. Okay. So, you, <laughs> Elthinius's passive perception picks up the fact that the cat is like the tabaxi is moving amongst the aisles and the shelves and the hanging uh, herbs, and his tail is starting to like twitch faster and faster. <laughs> oh no! And then it, occasionally he glances over at Elthinius, and you look, and his pupils are huge. <laughs> um. <laughs> and for storm. Everything is like moving so fast. Like, oh my gosh, look at this. Oh my god, look at that. Oh, 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 look at this. Look at that. Look at this. You, you're just, is he just excited or does he get. He's sniffing, he... he's touching, he's he's moving quite fast, and the uh, shopkeeper is getting a little concerned, but she's <laughs> making so much money, she's just kind of turning her back and hoping for the best while she's helping you with your mixture. Oh no. All right. Um,. Is he just excited, or is he under the effects of something? Can you, I tell? I mean, you can't tell yet. I mean, you look over, and his head is buried in an actual tray, <laughs> though, and you hear. <laughs> um, I whisper under my breath to her, "What's that?" <laughs> oh, uh, well, that's papaphil root and, and extract on the stems. I dry those as well. Is is your friend? Does he? Has he had papaphil before? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Somebody lost last night. You had the what? Yeah, he had. He had it on the. He had it on the ribs as well last night. Oh yeah, it was in the rib sauce last night. Exactly how much Papa Phil is your friend <laughs> ingested? I, I don't know. Okay. I haven't been keeping track of his food habits. Um, the give one. me a dexterity check for store at this point. <laughs> oh, jeez. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a crash, and you look over. the The tabaxi is literally have has leapt on top of the stand, oh and he's God. he's standing there with his claws extended, and he's <laughs> looming out over you guys, looking down at your Papa Phil soap. His, yeah. eye, his pupils are massive at this point, and she's looking up with a terrified expression, but still trying to help you with your mixture. Um. Is your friend? I don't uh, know. Okay, all right. Let's. Uh, like, is he going to eat me or? Um, I don't think so. He's not normally that kind. What is it? This pop of stuff. I mean, uh, I was gonna 
say uh do storm of course probably speaking very quickly uh asks uh if people smoke this stuff <laughs> Dude, give me, is it flammable give me a dexterity check to see if your tug will work Okay. <laughs> oh, well, so in a blazing, just a, a speech of like uh, about 80 words a second, uh, Storm launches into a, a series of questions about it, and she's trying to answer as quickly as possible. Well, I mean, some people will, will burn like the roots and different things and as, as incense, and then some people, I guess, will smoke it in pipes, but it's not, it's not super common. Um, <laughs> are you all right, honey? Do you need to sit down? <laughs> Never felt better. I'll offer him some water. <laughs> uh, give me a dexterity check to see if you can drink the water. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> 18. Hey, okay, so you latch onto it, your teeth hook into the the uh, the actual spout of the, the water can, and you're just draining it. Am I, am I done with my shampoo yet, bro? <laughs> uh, well, she, you, you've, she's gotten the, the components mashed up. You're, you're putting it in. She wants to know if you want to put it into a glass bottle or do you want to put it into like a leather um, like a leather, leather type of dispenser pouch? Just a leather dispenser pouch is fine. With like a nozzle no. type of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have they been gone? They've been <laughs> gone a while. So what's, what's disturbed up to at this point? <laughs> and Flynn. I'm getting bored, so I'm going to go look for him. Okay, so you, you step out in the streets. I mean, I'm sure there was a conversation about where they were thinking about going. and uh, Well, you know what we're looking for anyway. Exactly. So you're striding up the street, and you see uh, Alexis's mixtures. And uh, as you walk up near it, you glance through the, the dirty glass pane next to the door, <laughs> and you see Storm perched on top of a, of a bin, <laughs> looming out over the top of Elthidius and uh, a, a, a lady dressed in a robe with a, the, uh, a water periodic spoon. Yeah, periodically you will have to uh, swat Storm's hand away from the mixtures you're making with. <laughs> yeah. just, re just reaching for it periodically. No, Hattie, don't touch I, that. Uh, <laughs> I will enter the room. So uh, the bell kind of jingles on uh, the door as she comes through. She's like, oh, another customer. I'll be right with you, dear. I'll look, I'll look over. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> could you uh, maybe storm back to the end? He's, uh, um, he's having some issues. All right. So uh, um, I'm going to cast. Uh, where is it? Command on Storm. Okay. And tell him, come with me. All right. So what is the, the save check on that? Uh, wisdom 14. Oh, good. Yeah, let's uh, attack a <laughs> druid with a wisdom check. Swelly. Where'd you go to paladin school? Well, I mean, he's... That's a natural one. What'd you get? <laughs> a natural <laughs> one. <laughs> my, my wisdom is being obscured at the moment. <laughs> so... So the, God. The, the there's a sudden um, compelling uh, voice that echoes into your mind, and um, it, you recognize the voice, and so you, you you trust it. You know it's disturbed, 
and uh, you clamber down. <laughs> that just doesn't sound right. Right. <laughs> you trust it? It's disturbing. It's disturbing. Um, <laughs> you, you clamber down off of the the bin and kind of nervously look back as the the hands of the El- alchemist and Elthinius blur with motion. <laughs> And you, you see... One more half-hearted swipe at the concoction. <laughs> no, no, honey, don't touch that. And she slaps her hands away again. And uh, the uh, you, you feel a, uh, a gentle but firm hand placed onto your arm, uh, and you see disturbed in a blurring type of motion he's leading you out the door back into the, the cold winter environment. Now, Storm, your head has got to be spinning in the morning. <laughs> um, I need Disturb to make a uh, saving check, please. A constitution saving check. Oh no, really? Oh, did he have the ribs too? Well, I mean, everybody did. <laughs> also, I may be, my, may be somewhat 14. covered in brute dust and stuff at the moment. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that's so true, because the, the, the smell of, of Poppafil was quite pungent in the room. It was being mixed and broken and used, but um, you're, you seem to be fine, and you're, uh, you're able to lead the very intoxicated Jabaxi away from the alchemist shop. <laughs> Once we get outside, uh, I give him a once-over in the cold. Starting with the eyes. Well, you know, you, you definitely... Oh, give me a medicine check, I guess. Eighteen. Yeah, yeah so he's stoned. Yeah, you you can tell his his pupils are massive. His tail is twitching at furious speeds, and his whiskers are like jiggling as he he's trying to talk, but his but his tongue is going so fast it's hard for him to form the words. I know, I know. So it's gonna be okay. We can go back I'm later. F- I'm gonna finish all my shampoo bottles. So. How many are you trying to make, I guess? Cause you've as got... many as I can for the materials that I have. How strong do you want to make them? Are you putting in more than two flowers per bottle? I am. I'm going to put double. Double the flowers. Mm-hmm. She she looks like at you like you're insane, but um, she's making a lot of money. So she lets you, lets you do it and, and helps you do it uh, and warns you, can... you to not use a lot of it when... when go to use it um, of course not well, there's a lot of... where you need to uh dilute it anyway you know you're going to be diluting it with the mixture of water while you're washing your hair and stuff so exactly there's a lot of snow outside right there's a fair amount yeah ah! i'm gonna make a snowball and show it to storm and then toss it in a snowbank and see what happens <laughs> so you the storm just sees this blur of movement and then suddenly it catapults to the air leaving a trail of almost like a a green glitter behind it as it slams back into the snowbank. Um, uh, Storm leaps for the snowbank uh, almost before the snowball hits. <laughs> <laughs> now all you see is a tabaxi tail and legs thrashing around in a snowbank. Who knew that having a tabaxi line would be so much and fun? And Keith Lee rolled into the snow laughing. <laughs> now the um, you're able to make ten bottles of this mixture. Perfect. I should say ten leather dispensing pouches. I like it. So you can mark that down in your inventory, and um, mm-hmm. you step outside to see 
a thrashing tail of a tabaxi buried into a snowbank. Take him back to the inn, not screw with him. <laughs> Is there anything Flynn would like to be doing right now? Uh, Flynn has been just going over his notes, doing his research, this okay. is his wizard thing, this is how he learns new yep. spells, stuff like that, making sure he, uh, he's feeling pretty good because he has a lot of empty notebooks now because he was able to pass off a lot of his, uh, I mean, he's still got his notes, but he had got them together and did a, did a pretty good, him. uh, pretty good, uh, coalition of reports in, to be sent to the archive, so he's sort of, uh, cataloging his own old books, putting them away, and and you know starting starting fresh. Uh, and about the 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 past that they got off of, and and they attacked from the scorpions and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but other than that, it's also he he has to uh, the premise of the premise behind learning new spells is that they spend time each day sort of researching them and stuff. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you you're... so that's what he's doing at the moment. Are you doing that in the common room, or are you doing that up in your room? I will say, if it gets close to lunchtime, he'll come down, he'll bring a book with him, keep doing okay. stuff like that. But for the most part, for the most part, when he's spread out with all of his books and stuff like that, probably in his own room. But uh, right. after a while, he'll come down, waiting for his companions to come back. So after a, a, a good amount of time, the party unless there's more that Alphinius or Endor Storm or Disturb want to do. No, I think I think I'm good. I wanna ask uh, I wanna ask Alphinius, dude, I thought he was a druid. I thought he could handle like medicinal stuff. I mean what's the deal? Well evidently he hasn't been exposed to this stuff and uh, it has a it has a kick. You know we're going to have to tie him up to keep him from clawing everyone or asleep, right? Now he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Did you see him in there? He's going to have that little lady for a snack. He wasn't clawing anybody. He was just looking for... He was just trying to get some more flowers. He'll come down. Make sure he drinks lots of water. You guys lead him back into the warm inn. There's snow all over him. <laughs> His whiskers are, are twitching and going. His pupils are I'll, massive. I'll brush him off before we take <laughs> him inside. <laughs> right. Uh, Inkeep, can we get a, just a bucket of water? He's going to want this after he sobers up a bit. Oh, sure, honey. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you should have been here drinking if that's what you was out doing. But um, all right, let me go get you some water. <laughs> no more of the ribs. <laughs> what? No, no, the, the sauce doesn't agree with it. <laughs> so, uh, you, you guys find Flynn, uh, it's around lunchtime, he's down by the fireplace, pouring through a, a, a book, and he looks up um, as you guys come through, he's seated near the fire, it's crackling and, and going, and the storm is howling outside, and the actual storm, not storm, he's howling outside. <laughs> um, What's that? I thought we got a hold of him! The innkeep comes out. All right, lads, you're here for lunch, I see. So we have a, a couple of braised sandwiches. Uh, and uh, we also have a stew. Uh, what would you like? Does yeah, any we... of it have those flowers in it? 
Oh, yes. Yeah, the braised sandwich is made of the venison we had last night. That's the, what I was worried about. Okay. And then the stew is a, a local uh, cow recipe steeped in a large fat of popple and honey. We have <laughs> we have a beautiful... Do we have anything without... Do we have anything without popple in it? Because... Oh, um, you don't like popple? Uh, well, I guess we don't like it. It just does weird stuff to us, so we're uh, oh, oh. We're, we're not built up to it like you. I said, see, I see. Well, I can. I'm sure I can get you some popple free stuff. Um, well, we can get some apples can or we, something. Can, but, we, um, can we just get a steak? A steak? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I can. Now, do you want to rub on your steak, or do you want to just just plain steak? Nothing special. No season. <laughs> no season. Oh, um, wow, okay. Is Storm sobered up yet? <laughs> um, give me a Constitution saving throw for Storm. Define sober. I mean, how does it come back? How does the tabaxi take his steak? It's about an hour or so later at this point, and um, Storm is, you know, everything is not quite as blurred as it was. And um, you are a little bit thirsty, and uh, you know what? Things are seeming to be settling back to normal. That stuff smells yeah. great. Mm. Uh, yeah. What stuff? Is it just... We got him a plain steak. No, the stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> referring to the stuff back at the Elvin shop. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I'll buy dinner or lunch. For everyone. It's, it's. I just want a plain steak. Uh, <laughs> medium rare, rare, please. She, uh, she brings out everybody just the oh, a, a, a steak to for everybody to to go ahead and mow down on and. Um, offers you some some drinks to go along with it. She's got a honey type of meat. Um, she's got a, some local brew, um, just regular beer. She's got uh, the the beer. Does they have the flower stuff mixed in? Oh it? yes, yeah, so we put in <laughs> that with our hops, you see, and it gives it a. I would like. I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll just take a thing of water, thank you. Bunch of oh, drug dealers. Uh, all right, all right. That's fine. That's fine. We can do that. Yeah, we do have some Elvish wine. It's about ten, you know, five silvers. A, a well, cup, that's fine. But... Thank you, ma'am. All right, let me get you that. Uh, right, all right. Well, uh, let me get that for you. I'll be right back. What was the name of this town again? Fort Passgard. <laughs> Weed Haven. Fort Passout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fort Pass Guard, but uh, yeah, Fort Pass Out. Well, if the locals are yeah. eating this stuff, can you imagine what the troops are like? You see, imagine an entire regiment moving at twice the speed. <laughs> exactly. It just looks like they're moving at twice the speed. <laughs> they're like, we're gonna get ya. We're gonna <laughs> get ya. As soon as gravity stops going left and right. So the day stretches on into the evening. You get some more popple free supper and. Um, um, the storm outside seems to be slowing down, and by the next morning, you see that it has pretty much gone to a, um, you know, just a, a slight breeze that is blowing snow across. I mean, as you're up in the mountains, so you're always going to have a breeze.
what would you guys like to do? Not eat popple. <laughs> How's the storm doing? It's just down to a slight breeze at this point. I say we get the hell out of here. Freaking me out. Do you want to look for any kind of <laughs> uh, supplies, travel supplies, or and or? Uh, it's probably like a popple in it. Travel supplies, or <laughs> even. What do we normally look for when we're in town? Supplies. Yeah, your rations and water and. Is there any. Who do we talk to about information on the road heading north? Would there be like. Uh, oh, there. Head of the regiment, or would there be like. Oh, yeah, I mean, you could talk um, to the. Merchant. Local people, uh, or something like that. The, the local, you know, guard captains that that I mean, just the merchants themselves would be full of information about the travel. I mean, that's a common topic, really, in Fort Passguard is just, you know, how was the trip up? Any Griffin attacks? You know, how was the trip down? Any, uh, <laughs> any, any goat attacks? You know, it's something along those lines, you know. Well, right. I got 14 rations on me, so I should. I should be good for a little bit. All right. Uh, so as you guys are are breaking, get, getting everything uh, cleaned up in the rooms, um, and all your stuff packed. You make your way down to the common room and um, bid the innkeeper goodbye. She invites you back again soon, and and you step out into the the cold air. At least the breeze is not bad. All right, I got ten popple flowers left after all of that. Ten popple shampoos, five bug dopes, and I'm pretty sure I used all of the. Uh... What the heck? I've got a wheel of draconic cheese in my. You do. <laughs> you do. Yes. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you bought some for the bougie food on the way. <laughs> That's right. I think you some bottle. Yeah, you have a bottle of red wine and a bottle of white wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Look at me. I'm starving. Three, three bottles of red wine. Yeah. Red's better than meat. I guess. Does there look like there's anything around that might, any interesting shops or what like that that might have, extra special supply, or. And then also we'll swing by where the, uh, uh, like, I don't know if there's any kind of, uh, probably not in the winter time, any kind of, like, like the merchants passing through, do they ever, do they set up and sell somewheres here, or do they just pass through? Uh, and then also talk to someone briefly about the pass it north as we're going. Some people who would just come from there. So you, you like like you said, local Griffin attacks and or you know Yeah. Someone who's someone who's more recently been up there, you know, about the, the dead rising and You guys uh you guys notice those dark cloaked riders over there? Just rode in. So as you guys are talking in amongst some of the merchants and trying to get some more details, Elphinius is is pointing over where a group of about four or five riders are coming into Fort Passguard. 
they are on unusually unusual looking steeds their cloaks are pulled up their their everything about them is is hooded in a in a sense but occasionally you're catching the glints of uh, very dark armor and weapons underneath the the robes or the the cloaks they have concealing they their faces do they look like they came from the north or the south from direction the of shankleran the south so the in the merchant that you were conversing with, he said, "Oh yes, yes, yeah. We gotta be careful going down that north trail. Things are getting kind of crazy out there in the midlands. Um, you know, it's just the standard stuff, though. Um, there's been been some attacks along the route, but an increase of banditry. Actually, you just need to keep an eye out them for uh, unusual groups of men moving through places they shouldn't be, acting like they should. You know what I'm saying." Um, but for the most part, as long as you're traveling with enough caravan guards, you should be good. Are there any caravans going north? Um, boy. We all going south at the moment. A lot of them are heading south right now. They're bringing the stuff down from the north, trying to sell it in the south due to some unrest up in the north, trying to move some wares. <laughs> if you ask me, some people are just trying to get out of town. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, the riders. Do I recognize any of them? Um, give me a perception check. Thirteen. Something familiar with with those horses, and the bridles and saddles being used on. Can't quite place it, but there's some kind of familiarity for you there. How far away are they? Oh, I mean, they're they're quite a ways. They're maybe a hundred yards down down toward the south gate. They're just coming in as you guys are getting your mounts and kind of talking with a merchant that was leaning against the front part of the inn. It's not like they're chasing you or anything. They're just they're riding in, and uh, Elthinius's alertness happened to notice them. Um, quick question. I, I heard. Did you send me anything? I heard a ding. Did I get him, get anything, Discord or otherwise? Uh, not that I sent you. No, for this. Okay. That that ding wasn't a the Discord ding. That was a cell phone ding. By the way, one that has my phone in my bedroom. Yeah. Um. And just so we're clear, uh, we are seeing them. This isn't just companies. No, this is not a popple field hey. illusion. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, you you are all seeing. They're moving normal speed. <laughs> <laughs> How many did you say there were? Five. There are uh, five of them. Yes. I'm going to start discreetly asking around about them. Yeah, this feels like trouble. Merchant um, that you you were just conversing with kind of looks over your shoulder at him and shakes his head. No, don't, me, uh, me don't recognize them. Don't see uh, they're not normals through here. Okay, well let's get our food and get out. So you're 
they bring your mounts out to you. You can see the the riders beginning to ride in into town after they've gone gone through the checks with the guards. Um, I'm pulling my uh, hood over my head. Okay. Are you guys heading for the north exit? Uh, yeah, I guess that's what we'll be doing. Yeah, we're going north because we're trying to go into the south part of the Midlands. <laughs> All right. We gotta go north to get into the south of That's the right. middle. So you you begin to uh, move the mounts uh, quickly, but not to the point of trying to draw attention, and um, keep your backs to them and and move away from the area. And uh, before long, they they appear to be stopping at in front of the inn that you guys just left, and you lose sight of them and uh, approach the the gates. Um, exiting out to the north um the guards don't stop to question you at all they they wave you on through safe travels safe travels the dragonborn on the other side nods safe travels so what is the standard trip we down into the here do we do people go to the Vanderbrook and get a boat up or is it a place where you cross and then head for Mordar or is it all the way up to Tanner Cave and then head over to Mordar um so I mean it's there's many ways to do it you 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 wouldn't try to get a, a boat going back up through the, the Vanderbrook, you know, especially because the grip boat rapids are kind of going toward the mountains. You could ride up, um, you know, ride up past them, and then maybe near Wolfens, you could try to get an actual barge that takes you up the Vanderbrook from there. Um, it doesn't ice over because of the size of the river in the winter. But the most of what you're looking at here is is riding. Right, but that's what I'm saying, is if we, if the standard... Say the people who are coming through Fort Passgard, then going to that our ultimate destination is Mordthar. Yep. Is it more standard to just go north to Cannercaven and go, or are there well-trained routes that cross it like Wolfens and then head east? There is. The, I mean, the profit lane is really up to Cantercaven, um, and then over to Mordthar. But for smaller groups, and depending on what you're trying to do, there are ferries that will take you across, especially like at Wolfens. There, there's a ferry that will, could bring you from this side of the river over to Wolf, Wolfens, and then you could go west from there if you wanted to, you know, up through Ferryman's Catch and Endin and all those places. Gotcha. All right. So we're back on the road again. Uh, yep. we, and it's not not currently blizzarding i assume because we're still in the mountains it's still cold it is snow and stuff you know wind will occasionally pick up and drag you know a blast of of loose snow in over the top of you guys you know it's definitely still cold but at least your visibility is much higher and um much less chance of you wandering into a you know sheer drop off of hundreds of feet type of situation it's really just going to be uh a decent you know a, a an average survival check to make sure you just don't go off the path which would probably be difficult to do right all right well i guess that's what we're doing all right
So whoever's going to lead this flying umbrella, make the survival check. I can try it. I think we already know. Well, I rolled another natural one with Storm. Ooh-wee! All right. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on now. I got 12. Dis Disturbs like, well, maybe we want to just go, like, down this path. This side of the path And not through the here. water. 15. Oh, and Nelson's just like, well, actually, this just through here would probably be just a bit better. Um, Big Storm still got a little bit of the Papa film happening there. Roll your persuasion check. Warm. Yeah, I'm more ones than a song on a good night. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-three. All right. So with a with a, a good amount of persuasion, Elphinius has convinced everybody to, to his way is probably the best way. And um, as it is, you know, no, no, right, right, right. I kind of whisper, Elphinius, don't use that shampoo around the tabaxi. What <laughs> <laughs> the hell? And um, down you guys begin to descend on the north side of the Atmel mountain range. The first day, you actually passed a couple of travelers coming up. They stopped and chatted with you for a minute or two and let you know that they had seen some griffins flying uh, close to the trail, but no attacks, and um, continued their, their way up after a, f uh, a few minutes. And through that evening, you were able to um, get um, into a nice spot to to create the tiny tiny hut which you were able to do and and um it felt uh pretty pretty safe where you were you went through the evening with no issues and then through the next day you continue to descend and then you finally hit the foothills and you can feel the the trail beginning to level out and um at this point you're you're able to probably ride and um without too major concern of any problems for the mounts and looking behind you, you, you look up into the, the just the massive uh, mountain range that just rises up behind you into the into the clouds, and it's it's uh, quite impressive that you know, people have found a way to actually cross those safely. Uh, I need a quick break. My okay. cats are informing that there is no food in their dish. All right. So I'll be back in about two minutes. Sounds good. We'll take a quick break here. Been here a little resuming. time. So on the second day, you guys are, um, it, like I mentioned, you've, you've gotten down out of the mountains, um, camped at the at the foothills, and then uh, the next day are are pushing out into into the midlands. Now there there is still snow down here. There's still you know it it is is winter time um, but not nearly as harsh as it was up in the the Atenmal mountain range so you've decided that you're going to head north along the the Vanderbook once you get by the um yeah it seems to be the the way right the forest that's down at the uh, the base of the the mountains here uh-huh all right So you guys are, are weaving your way through a, a snowy road. Um, you know, occasionally you see the imprint of a, of a caravan travel, of a wagon wheel or, or um, hoof marks uh, that have been covered up by the snow from the latest storm. And um, as you are approaching a, a, a section that has a, a, a bit of trees, 
you do see some smoke rising in the distance along the left side of, of the road back into the trees a little ways. Like a lot of it? Like it might be like a campfire or like there might be um, a settlement on fire? Maybe a little bit more than just a campfire. Do we need to leave the road now to get toward them or do we there, keep on the road a little bit and then... There is a um, an actual uh, path or, or road that leads toward it. Well, we've avoided all other confrontations so far this session. What do you think? Are we doing that again here or we do go see what's going on? Avoid confrontation. I say we go see what's going on. People um, may need help. What's going on? <laughs> Curiosity has me saying, let's go find out what it is, too. All right. Fine. The paladin in Disturbed is uh, leaning toward investigating at the very least to see if some justice needs to be dispensed. Disturbed. disturbed or uh, disturbed. Uh, Storm is curious about most things. And uh, Flynn is supposed to observe and record almost all things so okay let's see what's going on all right so you you leave the main road and you wind down this this smaller path and uh, it takes you through um some small cups of trees on either side and emerging ahead of you out of those trees is what looks to be a, a small um a small farm smoke is pouring out of the roof of the establishment and you can see figures kind of moving around the outside of the of the the farm and um mounts tied up to to trees on the in the kind of the ring of the where the establishment is set they as you're approaching um a a robe figure on the on the essentially the porch of the establishment points out towards you and you can see several of them turn, um, kind of holding weapons in their hands as they look out towards you. Who goes there? These aren't the people we saw in Fort Pascar. These are not. Okay. Uh, this is someone on the porch yelling who goes there. Yeah, one of one of the guys that the after the person on the porch pointed towards you, one of the, the guys out in front of it kind of burly looking dude kind of steps out loud voice he's yelling at you how far away are we well um you are one second so yeah we didn't say we were going stealthily so you did not no no so i you've, you've come through the path here and this is uh what you're seeing So this this guy here kind of steps out, and uh, it, you know it's easy to tell here that they're some type of aggressor. They're they're milling about the area. You can see boxes and things scattered ac across the ground that they've been tossing. Um, smoke is coming out of the not fire, but just smoke is coming out of the top of the structure, um, and uh, they're advancing on you aggressively. I would like to use thaumaturgy and just say in a nice booming voice somebody that you shouldn't mess with. Okay. Oh, I'm getting a call. One second. 
Welcome back, Resuming. Bro. So at, at this point, uh, the, the paladin is booming, uh, kind of an uh, almost like a uh, a warning, I would say, at this point. Are you trying to use intimidation? Yeah. All right. Give me uh, an intimidation check here. Oh, yeah. 24. Thermometers might actually give you something with intimidation checks. We does something weird like So one of these guys is, um, has rolled a natural 18. The, the, the big burly looking dude. And, um, He kind of is taken back aback uh, a little bit, but then with a scowl, he motions toward the party, and the the initial line uh, that you're seeing begins to advance on you. And we're gonna go ahead and roll initiative. Ooh, 21 for Elthinius. Rises. Uh, damn. One for Disturbed. All right, all right. What do you do with some frozen bandits? What do you do with some frozen bandits? 17 for Storm. Okay. And 14 for Flynn. All right, so it starts with Elthinius. You're currently astride your your elk, most likely, and you are looking at these individuals starting to advance from the structure. Uh, from the guy that yelled at you. Are roughly is, 34 feet. This is Rugged Bandit. Correct. So, centered on Rugged Bandit. Actually, let's see. So I'm going to wiggle my fingers around a little bit and create a twisting pattern of colors. Uh, 30 foot cube. Can we... Does that mean 30 feet in all directions? Or is it centered on somebody and it goes up like 6 feet? Uh, so if it's a 30 foot cube, yeah, it would it would be centered on somebody and go out um, roughly, what, 15 feet on the well, other side? Well, you can center it on a spot. I want to say a 30 foot cube would be is 30 feet on each side. That would be a 30 feet 60 foot. Which, which spell are you using? Hypnotic Pattern. Hypnotic Pattern. Pretty sure I can get it so I can get the uh, the Lithe Bandit, the Rugged Bandit, and the Rogue Bandit. 
just want to make sure it doesn't get us as well. Or, or I need to know where to center it so it doesn't get us as well. Right, right. Uh, I was just looking for the spell. There it is. Yeah, that's a that's a thirty foot cube. So you you're gonna go out fifteen feet on on either side, or basically it's gonna be a thirty foot square. So you create a spell inside a thirty foot cube within range. The pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. So anyway, I'm gonna center it so that it nails those three guys. Um, the three you're saying the rope bandit as well. Yeah, rope rugged and is that life? Because you could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you put it like right on the. If I put it on the steps, I don't know you can catch the first guy too. Oh yeah, other guy. I mean, you could put the back of it right there. Mhm. Mm and then, if it goes from there, okay, yeah, he's fifty feet away. So there's. What if I stick it right on rope bandit? If you stick it right on him, I don't think you're gonna get the the lithe bandits on either side but if you stick it stick it like right right here or even if you just did it on the rugged bandit right here because mm -hmm. that's 5, 10 5, 10, 15, 20 yeah see that's 15 25. out that way and then it's 15 out that way and then 15 it would not hit you guys either so it's going to get all three of those guys if you put it right near the Rugged Bandit. Do it. All right. So the the air shimmers with these particles that suddenly blast into the area. Behold the pink paladin and in all his glory. What must they do? Um, Wisdom 16 saving throw. Oh, no. Um, Actually, hang on a sec. Yes, wisdom 16 saving throw. 16 saving throw, okay. So the first, um, the rugged bandit, suddenly his eyes glaze over and his sudden advancement stops as the hypnotic pattern infuses his mind. The, um, this fella here. He is going to go ahead and roll. And with a four, he fails the, the life-looking bandit off to the left. And then a four, the robed figure. He gets a natural 20 and is able to save against the hypnotic pattern. But these fellers, I'm just going to set their borders. So basically they're just standing there like staring off into space. They, they have zero movement and they're incapacitated. Okay. For yeah, how they long? They just saw something really cool. How long are they like that? I think it's a minute or until someone uses an action to shake them away. Gotcha. Okay. I don't think it's concentration or is it concentration up to a minute? It is concentration as well. Concentration up to a minute. Uh, blah, 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 field save, charm, blah, blah, blah. Spell ends if they take any damage or if someone else uses an action to shake them away. All right. So the, the blast hits the area. The, the robed-looking uh, guy on the porch yells out 
um, a, a warning. Anything else Althinus is going to do? <laughs> Heal is out the other way. <laughs> okay. Wheels the elk, starts cantering back the other way. All right, so when can they make their saves again? Sorry. They don't. They don't. Wow. So it then goes past the the rugged-looking bandit to Storm. Says they become charged for the duration. Which is... Charm. Which is how long? A minute. Okay. Or until someone shakes them awake, or until they take damage. Gotcha. So it goes to Storm. Um, Most likely going to see that blast of colors. Yep. Alright, uh. Storm is going to. Seeing that. Is going to. Point it at Life Bandit number two. All right. And, uh, you'll see sort of like green bands come up out of the earth and, and sort of wrap themselves around him. And he needs to make a wisdom saving, wisdom save DC 16. Yeah, with a furry, he fails. Okay, well then, uh, he is uh, paralyzed. Wow, okay. Uh, At the end of his turn, he gets to make the save again. This one is not. This one, he does get saves at the end of his turn. He does, okay. All right. Um, Anything else Storm's going to do? Is the now Flynn most likely is on the mount with Storm, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, actually, so what I'm going to say is Storm is going to get off of the mount. Okay. Currently, Flynn would be still on the on the mound, but Storm's going to slide off it. Okay. Uh, I will say he will have he essentially slid off it, cast a spell, and moved up here. Uh, that's his turn. All right. So it goes to the the one that is is paralyzed. His his body is locked in place. His eyes are are frozen. 
Um, so he can't do anything except for make the save at the end of his turn. Yep. And he needs to make a 16 on his... Yep. And he fails with a 7. Alright. From there it goes to Flynn. See Storm drop off the horse, run, start running forward. Flynn will also slide off the horse, uh, and as he's doing so, he will finger the leather strap wrapped around his left wrist and cast Mage Armor on himself. Okay. his turn or is he wants to move a little bit just I disturbed uh, he's not very persuasive but he's gonna say uh, uh, something to the effect of uh, we don't want any uh, any trouble here it seems like we you know, you may be uh, outmatched. Maybe you should just leave. Okay, okay. All right, so we'll go from him. Fire persuasion roll. Roll the 14. 14, okay. Like you said, that's that's just what he's saying. He's just all he's saying, whether, yeah, yeah, whether yeah. you think that's inclined or not. But it's just, it's just the... Uh, just the whole, uh, we caught you doing something maybe you shouldn't do. We're gonna, we don't want you to do it. Maybe you should just stop. Be nice. And that's Flip's turn. Alright. So the rope bandit on the porch, um, sees the movement, sees everybody running. Um, he looks straight ahead at the armored figure of Disturbed and raises his um, raises his hands and an intricate pattern is uh, begun to be uh, woven with his fingertips and he Is gonna have um, disturbed make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, all right. Actually, it's higher than that. The the aura. So the plus three. The um. Be twenty-five. The mind uh, of the the paladin is able to shrug off. That you can see, uh, suddenly the the bodies of your comrades on on the vessel that exploded in the harbor of of Mordthar suddenly beginning to erupt, and their bodies flying through the air. But you shrug it off um, and force it out of your mind, and um, are able to prevent phantasmal killer. 
Do I even want to know what he tried to do? Uh, no, it's not a nice spell. I want to. I want to be able to have that at some point. It hasn't. It hasn't come up. It hasn't come up RP wise. It's something I want to take with any of my characters yet. I want to at some point. With that, he takes off running. 30. He leaps around the corner of the building. Alright, goes to the life bandit over there who is just frozen in a dazzling a, a grin across his, his face as he stares into the hypnotic pattern. And then from behind him, there's a shout of like, Wake up, you fool! And it's 1, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. As a uh, another figure comes running through the snow, um, and knocks an arrow, loosing it toward the figure of the gnome near the uh, the paladin. So he. Rolls a 20 as the arrow launches into the air. Uh, uh, I will cast shield. Bringing my AC up to uh, 21. 21. He is going to use Archer's Eye. Get the enemy attack roll. Damage roll with ranged weapon. The Archer can... Uh, Your mama! Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, he has rolled an amount. Now, do I have to tell you what it is before you do your mama, or...? I don't remember, to be honest with you. Because I think, I think he's got a total 29 now to hit. Holy. Yeah, he rolled a 9 on a d10. Uh, yeah, I could only subtract a total of a maximum of eight points. So, counter. Charm. Well, if you, yeah, if you reduced it by eight, because yeah, you still hit. Cutting orders is a reaction when a creature that's not immune to being charmed. It does say you can do so after the roll, but before knowing the result. Okay, so yeah, you. So if I saw your roll, but not add yeah. the, not add your pluses, you know. Yeah. So in other words, I shouldn't have told you that what it was, but. Right. Okay. But I didn't see you make a roll either, so. Right, right. right. So. All right. So in that case. We will, uh, so that the arrow does slam into the, into the wizard. Unless you have any other tricks up your sleeve, John? Uh, nope, can't put, uh, well, yeah, I use my reaction on the shield, so yep. I don't have, you know, I mean, Sturb might have a reaction, but I don't. So it does a total of 10 piercing damage to you, and you can see him knocking another arrow and firing. This one is only a 13, and you're still get the 20. Yeah, yeah, I'm still a 21. Yeah. You're still a 21 for your shield, so that arrow goes wide, and uh, you only take the 10 points of piercing damage from the first arrow as it lodges in your upper thigh. Um, question on shield. Yep. Is it only melee attacks, or does that work for uh, range attacks too? 
Well, I think it's more so you would be in... I think it's because he's close to me is what he would do. I don't know exactly right. how it works. So, you might have to be within... I don't remember how that would work. So protection, you've got to be... Um, when a creature you see attacks a target other than you that is within five feet of you, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll, but you must be wear, uh, wielding a shield. Yeah, so if you were within five feet of the archer and he fired... Uh, no, no, I think I have to. I have to be within oh, that's right. the target. That's right. Gotcha. I don't know if it, if it was just melee attacks or ranged attacks too. Uh, well, it doesn't. It, it would be uh, an attack roll. So when you see a creature, you, you see attacks a target other than you that is within five feet of you. You can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll, and you must be wielding a shield. The only so thing the is, is yes. Yeah, the only thing is. You are on a mount, and he's a gnome. So yeah, exactly. And we're and we've already. Decided. I would I would say I'd let you do your reaction to throw yourself from the shadow, uh, the the uh, the saddle. If anyone could make it work, it would be a mounted paladin. Exactly. They are acting like that, but it's not. It's not that big a deal at this point. So I mean, I, I could let you if, let you do that if you want to. No, it's already all right. Well, yeah, you'll you'll know for next time. Yep. And now it will go to disturbed. Um, technical question on the mounts. Mm-hmm. How? What? What's their range? Their range, like how their speed. Yeah. How far can they go in a single? Action? Um. That would be under. Ja- I'll look at Jack's stats. Yeah. Okay, how do I find Jack's stats? <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't have we we got to get him under your extras. Uh, there's a warhorse under your uh, extras. It's called Mount. Yeah, it and doesn't he give you sixty feet. It's his speed. Okay. Now you could use your action to do like a an animal handling check and do a trampling charge too if you wanted to. If the horse moves Ooh. at least twenty feet uh-huh. straight forward, a creature uh, toward a creature, and then hits it with a hoof attack on the same turn, that target must succeed on a DC fourteen strength saving throw or be knocked prone. If the target is prone, the horse can make another attack with its hooves against uh, against it as a bonus action. Paralyzed target automatically fails strength saves. I'm just saying. What I would like to do is mutter under my breath, oh, hell no. I want to run down the robed figure on the horse. Okay, so you're going to cut across here. Let's uh, measure real quick. Uh, That's about 55 feet from you. You can get there. Yeah, Jack's going to charge him and basically run over him. All right. Now, is that just movement, or is that considered an action, too? Well, if you're going to control the, the mount to perform a, an attack, um, I believe that would, that would be your action. Okay. Um, and, and your movement, because you're using the, the horse's movement, I believe. I'll have to double-check those rules, but I believe that's what it, what it does. I believe in mounted combat, you use the, the steeds. Speed, right? As your movement, yeah. Yeah. 
right there, or should I put it behind him? Uh, if you're doing a trampling charge, uh, it would most likely be into the space that he's in. So what you're going to do is... I don't even think you need a, really an animal handling check here. Um, yeah, generally as a... Well, I don't know, but generally. There is some special... Well, he and Jack have a certain yeah, special exactly, bond. Yeah. There is probably some ruling for it. but So he needs to make... Um, what you're going to do is you're going to make a an attack for Jack, which he gets a plus six to hit. Oh, hell yeah. Woo, natural 20s. Jack runs this dude down and cranks him with a hoof. And because you've done the trampling charge, he uh, now needs to make a DC 14 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. And strength is not his specialty. So with a strangled cry, he rolls a natural one. And gets a negative one, so he gets a zero. And the hooves trample him into the ground, knocking him sprawling into the snow. Jack rears up because he's knocked him prone, is able to make another attack against him uh, using the bonus action. So go ahead and roll another 1d20. I think that misses. That does miss, yes. Uh, even with a plus six, that's a nine. Um, so the, the hooves um, were just uh, a little fast. A, he has advantage. Oh. That's prone. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's prone, so roll with advantage. What is that, 14? Uh, that is a 14, and that's just one under what you would need. So they, okay, so what's the damage on? Uh, it's like two two d six plus four. So just roll a two d six, and then add plus four. Well, it's double two d six double because it's a crit. Correct. Twenty six? No, twenty eight. Um. Twenty? No, it'd be twenty twenty-four because it's it's double. Yeah, twenty-four. Add four. Add, oh yeah, yeah, twenty-four and then four, so twenty-eight. Wow. I would like to get off Jack, if I, or do I have to wait till the next turn? I can't. You might be able to take the dismount action in the same turn. Yeah, I can't remember if dismount is like a partial movement, in which case you'd use all Mounting and dismounting. Once during your move, you can mount a creature that is within five feet of you or dismount. Doing so costs an amount of movement equal to half your speed. Technically, I think if you used all of his speed, you don't have that. Yeah, because basically you're still like right in mid charge is basically what it's. What's yeah, happening. like if you if you'd only had okay. to, if you if you'd only had to charge like say thirty feet. 
and done Thank it, you. then you could have gotten off. But you had to use pretty much all of his all of that. To okay, I will just glare at the poor sob from my saddle, like, son of a bitch, what you try doing to me? So he he is bloodied and falling into the ground after being stomped by a, a war horse. And then it goes back to Elphinius, who sees the paladin take off, charging. There's arrows hissing by at this point. I'm just starting to realize I don't have a lot of combat spells. I have a lot of I have a lot of board control spells. Well, yeah, I found that's what I found. Hypnotic shutting down two guys immediately is pretty crazy. <laughs> and no saves. Yeah, no hypnotic pattern is a uh, not not. Well, I guess I'm gonna play to my strength. Wari Bennett's going to have to make a uh, wisdom saving throw of 16, or he's going to be a bunny rabbit. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that a concentration spell in his hypnotic power? Oh, God dang. I think they are. Why are you going to be that way, bro? I mean, ruin I, all my I, fun. I, I could have just uh, let you do it. That, uh, You're going to ruin all my fun. That's another thing I've got going, too. Actually, oh, double check hypnotic pattern. Make sure it's a concentration. It, it is. I know it is. It is. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine an OP that would be? I know, I know, I know. All right, fine. I'm just going to whisper in his ear that his girlfriend left him and that his mother doesn't love him and that his father was actually his father and Disturbed is actually his father and his name's Lord Pussy. There, oh. cast the Dissonant Whispers level four. <laughs> All right, what does he need to make for a save? Wisdom 16. Oh, that's not good. And with an eight, he fails and he looks over toward the paladin with a sheer sense of fear. Yeah, he only took 15 points ago. And his mind is racked as he doubles over in pain, holding onto his head. Let's move away from you too, doesn't he? If he has any movement left, or is it a reaction? I'm not sure about distant whispers if he has to do that. <coughs> blah, 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 failed save, blah, 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 psychic must immediately use its reaction to move as far as its speed allows away from me. So yes, he needs to run away. He's taking off, running across the snow. No, say it's not so. <laughs> Crying as he's running. Sorry, guys. That's all I got. I got. I got board control, so I'm, I'll do what I can. <laughs> hey, Stan, hey it's doing. working. Is there anywhere oh. else uh, that or anything else that Elthinius would like to do? I don't think I've done enough, don't you? I pretty much, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stay here. Then. All right. On the back of this rugged bandit just sits there with a drooly grin, greater glazed expression. And it goes to Storm, who's racing across the snow. As himself or an animal? I wasn't. No, he hasn't changed yet. Okay. He's gonna walk up to Life Bandit, uh, look him over, uh, casually start taking weapons away from him. <laughs> Okay, so you're pulling off a rapier um, and what appears to be uh, a couple of daggers. Well, I will tuck those into my belt. 
uh, and then uh, pull out a uh, rope and uh, start working at tying his hands. His eyes try to move as much as he can. He's following your your movements fiercely, but he can't move anything. Uh, that is what storms do. Okay. And then it goes to the life bandage in front of you that's currently being tied up. He's going to try to make a saving, saving check here. And with a 10, he fails <laughs> as you finish <laughs> tying the knots. That he is still held. <laughs> and it goes to Flynn with an arrow sticking out of his thigh. Entire left side of the map appears to be controlled by Elthidius at this point. Scary thought. Side. Uh, if he's going bigger, he's just being silly. <laughs> uh oh. Well, now that would be overkill, so we're not going to do that. But why? Here, yeah, I'm going to go with some strengths, too. steps up here and as he's uh, walking he's going to start uh, weaving his hands and uh, four motes of light are going to start spinning around him okay. and shoot off at Wairu Bandit who's running off into the woods he's about 70-ish or so feet away uh, pretty sure that's within that's range of magic missile right? yeah so the, the motes of light <laughs> rocket outward toward him he can't get away from him and they slam into the running figure as he's running crying toward the forest uh, for he's not my father <laughs> 14 points of damage <laughs> for 14 points of damage alright <laughs> on the other side of the house uh, Disturbed can hear the explosions of, of forceful impacts No, not Lord Pussy. It echoes. Um, That's Flynn's turn. Alright. Alright, speaking of Disturbed, below him, in the snow, snarling the uh, robed figure, uh, uses half of his movement to rise up. And the... He looks back at the... at the paladin who is... A, astride his his uh, war mount and with a snarl let me see here 
second. Okay. good at all. The casters don't like it when people with swords are standing there. They really don't, no. I mean, unless they're an ally. So, the spellcaster snarls at Disturbed and then begins to weave his fingers together again. And does craft an odd illusion crashes into the area um, but for disturbed he's gonna need to make a... wait sorry what happened well um, he's he's starting to to cast a spell cast a spell cast a spell cast a spell uh, what what happens when you do that like do you, is it opposing rolls or just counter what level of spell is it Second level. It doesn't happen. <laughs> with a blank expression, he looks at his fingers. And with a uh, bonus action that um, a, suddenly there's a flickering image that appears next to him. Looking exactly like him. But whatever the first one was, it is definitely countered. So whatever was going to happen to disturb doesn't. They're actually in in they're workshopping in one D and D the new one. There is going to be it is going to be basically the caster or does no the caster has to make a con save, and if he does if he succeeds the spell goes off, even with the counter. Really? Okay. Which changes a little bit like that. People, but it also. And if their spell does get countered, they don't lose the spell slot. You know, they didn't actually cast it sort of deal. Mm -hmm. But there's a little bit of give and take. It's They're workshopping it. Some if people... If it's fourth level people, or higher right now, then they have to do a DC. But right. um, if it's third level or higher, it just automatically kills it. It's counted, yeah, yeah, like that. So they're, they're workshopping some stuff because on one hand, counterspell is an iconic spell. You know, why mess with it? On the other hand, there are situations when it's way overpowered. This isn't one of them. This is the perfect use for it. What, you know, uh, a low-level spell being used against a low-level spell. 
what's the range on counter skip this bell bro mm. it's at least 60 it might be even more five kilometers I <laughs> what? <laughs> Sixty feet. <laughs> okay, because I think he's just out of your range here. Actually, looking at this, if I use my mage ran tool, yeah, he might actually be just outside. He's... Yeah, sixty-five feet. He's just. Did, oh, did you count? It's... Did you count my my square as well? Then yes, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll do it back. <laughs> Yeah, I, I reach, I my, with my measuring tool from you to him is like sixty-three feet. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, outside that sixty. Um, I don't think he's gonna be too much of a problem here anyway. Uh, so I am. So what you need to do is you need to make an intelligence saving throw, Rich. Oh, he's in big trouble. <laughs> is it? He's dumber than a post! Oh no. He's got this. He's been rolling good. He's one of us. I mean, I've been specifically using spells I don't have to roll for. <laughs> yeah, so it needs to be an intelligence saving throw. I'm just making sure I got the right number for the aura. Uh, let me look at you here. Yeah, you just get a plus two. If you just click on the, uh, the two next to the so, you'll get it. So you've got a total of plus three on saves, and it should it should be already factored into your roll. However, the yeah. aura... The plus three is the aura, is the and it's aura. already, it's already yeah. factored. His normal intelligence save would be a negative one. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're getting that plus. So it's it's already at a plus Actually, two. Actually, my my intelligence is plus two. Your intelligence that's is the, a nine. It's negative one. Yeah, your your normal save would be a negative one. Right. But, because but, of the but, plus three, it's but, plus two. But D and D never lies. It says plus two. Exactly. Yeah. It is, exactly. It is plus two. It is plus of your two. Aura. Because I'm, of your I'm aura. playing up the intelligence <laughs> role, you know. But it says plus two, plus three, and yeah. Plus two, plus two yes. is five. Your, your divine it essence be a problem, given though. to you by your god bolsters your ability to and save against I, intelligence. My god you're not that me. smart. There you go, 19. with a 19. Um, excellent. So, the target must make a failed save. Create a phantasmological creature of the visible phenomenon. Alright. So, the... The um, something started to appear in front of you, but again, you sh you your mind fortifies itself and shrugs it off, and then suddenly a, another one of him flickers into existence in front of you and readies itself. All right, then it goes to the feller in front of Flynn with glazed expression, the lithe bandit. Just staring off into the dazzling hypnotic pattern still filling his eyes. And then it goes to a, a wiry bandit, stops crying and shouts back angrily, He's not my father! And <laughs> 73 feet from Flynn and 80 feet from Elthanius. Um, he is going to 
which is the range increment. But uh, 150 for the first one for longbow. Okay, yeah. So he readies his bow and is firing back at the bard in frustration. Tell me what he rolls before you add your pluses, please. He's going to hit me anyway. I think I crap he rolls a natural one. Oh, maybe not this one. <laughs> <laughs> is he my father? The arrow goes wide, shattering through a window in the side of the structure near. And then snarling, he grabs another arrow. He's not my father! <laughs> and he fires again, this time rolling a 10. Yes, he is! <laughs> <laughs> okay. How, how much are you going to cut his cutting words? I don't know. It takes negative 8 off, so. I think you roll it, though, right? You roll it. I do, yeah. I've got yeah. it. I'm, I'm trying to find it. Okay. Right Five points, though. And the arrow goes, what's your AC? 15. It, it, uh... Yeah, it goes over your head, and you hear it see a, a look of sheer terror flicking <laughs> across his face again. Yes! <laughs> He's almost as, fun, as much fun to mess with as, uh... Um, can, can he move towards you again like can you yes. move back yeah yeah it, it was just that it's not it's not an ongoing thing it was it yeah. was his reaction was used to move and that's the end of it all right so he is um, i guess it's gonna kind of hold right here and then it goes to disturbed who is astride his war horse seeing now two of these robed figures looking exactly alike. I'm gonna get off Jack. And I'm going to let him have it. Alright. So you drop off into the snow. You, the armored uh, feet make a crunch as you hit and your weapon is being pulled from the, the sheath. Uh, I assume you're Crystalline Sword? Yeah. Alright. Go ahead and make an attack roll with disadvantage. Damn you. <laughs> so a 10 total? Uh, yeah. 10. Okay, so the you leap forward with a slash. The the robed figure uh, jumps backwards and uh, avoids the blade. I assume you're making a second attack with disadvantage. Yeah. Only once. So it's 19 and 18. Uh huh. Okay. So the the um blade finds its purchase and you stab into uh, the the figure how much damage are we looking at uh three plus three on the damage button so that's six okay plus then you roll the one d10 for the radiant I'm going to roar, roar in that. 
This guy annoyed. You're gonna add like a smite to it. Yeah. All right. Let's get the D10 out of the way. Okay, what's with three? Another three. Today, yeah. So a total of a total of nine damage so far. There's a blast of radiant damage and then a surge of holy damage. Where'd my smite go? Your features and traits. Thank you. for the first level spell yep. slot, three for a second, and so yeah, on. Yeah, so you just, you would mark off your, whatever spell slot you're using. I'm gonna do a second level smite on this guy. Wow, okay. Go ahead and check that off, and then yeah, I think you're and, and it is still a three, it is still a D8, right? It hasn't gone up. It's still a D8, yep. yep. So, uh, um, roll 3d8. So, 9 plus. Whew. So, a total of 24 damage. The blade finds purchases. It's a flash of radiant light, then a surge of holy light. It erupts through this person's body, and literally their arms blow off. Their head cracks and falls backwards, and they fall dead into the snow. I would like to use the rest of my movement to get back on Jack. So I think... I used half to get off. Once during your move, you can mount a creature um, or dismount. Okay. Well then, as a bonus action, I want to use Thermaturgy. Okay. And yell in a very menacing voice. I am your father, boy. <laughs> All right. That's my move. That's my turn. I mean, you still have movement if you wanted to move away from Jack, but it's up to you. How about who's your daddy? <laughs> You, I mean, you look over and all you can see right now is a storm, uh, just casually tying a guy up <laughs> in front of the in the front of the house. Who's just standing there letting him do it? All right, goes back to Elthinius, who is here's an explosion on the far right of the house. I'm gonna dismount. And look around. Actually, you know what? Let's... Here. I'm going to um, rummage around in my backpack and pull out a large green bottle. Mm, okay. And dip my dagger in it. Okay. It's prepping a dagger with something. What's the uh, large green the, the bottle of liquid bread? <laughs> Elephant sedative. Uh, I see. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and take that movement. Uh, sorry. Away from Jack? Yeah. Where are you going? North. Um, that's probably my turn, to be perfectly honest, so. 
Alright. Alright, so you are dipping the blade in elephant sensitive. Hmm. I am. Okay, its viscosity doesn't cling too much to the blade, but it might do something. You're not sure. Is that the end of your turn? It is. All right. And we go to the guy drooling in the front front uh, part of the establishment. And then he goes to storm. Looking at the cabin, we said we were seeing smoke. Does it look like it's on fire? It does. It's not in a full blaze yet. But something is definitely on fire inside or up in the roof. And I can't see active flames at this point. You cannot. Just a cloud of dark smoke. Alright, I'm going to... Any source of flame here? Um, that I can see. Not that you can see. No, the wind is actually blowing it in over the top of you. It still is me. It's not on you, but it's over the top of you. All right, then I'm going to use my uh, feline agility and move another thirty feet. All right. As you turn over to this side, you see in the distance a sobbing, wiry bandit over by the trees. But still, no <laughs> source of the flames. Negative. <laughs> Like, I can't see the roof. Like, I can't see the roof on fire from where I am or anything like that. Correct. All right. Then that is my turn. Well, no, that was my movement anyway. other actions I will uh, no he's too far away for what I can do or even Yeah, he's too far away with uh, those sort of things, so I'll okay. just simply look over at All right. Stop and uh, abandon and assume Althinius had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair assessment. All right, it goes back to the man tied up in the front of the building. He's going to go ahead and make a 12 wisdom save. It's still paralyzed out front. Yep. And then it goes to Flynn. His thigh hurting from the arrow lodge there. You think I'd remember that Flynn was coming up next and actually have a plan. I'm actually looking at distances now. Oh yeah, well that's the only thing I can do, so... <laughs> that's the only thing I can do that can reach him. 
don't know if that'll work. Okay. Uh, I think your flame bolt uh, goes off. Yeah, that's what I, that was the other thing I was looking at. So again, this time it's just going to be, he's just going to just flick his hand open, fire's going to appear, and two bolts are going to streak out towards this guy. All right. Now that's a an attack roll against his AC, right? Yes. A dirty twenty. Ooh, yeah, that that definitely hits. Do you roll for both, or is it, both is included? It's I say both only that it's two d tens now. Basically, gotcha, gotcha. it's it, technically it's a larger bolt than yeah. normal, yeah. not two because. But it was I like the idea of it, sort of like two sort of spinning together and becoming one before they hit him. So the unsettling sobbing is is suddenly blanketed out by a boom of, of fire and a yelp as the firebolt washes in over the top of this guy and does a, uh, what was it? Nine. Nine. Coughing, he kind of staggers backwards, smoke coming up into the, the cold, snowy air. Takes off running out of view. Yep. Over there. Alright. There. And that goes to any other actions you're gonna do? Nope, that was it. Then it goes to the dazed life bandit out front. Um and uh moves on from him. The Archer, over here, seeing his targets disappear, glances over, sees the running figure of Storm, and he is about 75 feet from him. So he is going to snap two shots toward Storm. First one being a 16. Uh, that will miss. It will clatter off his shield. Okay. And the second one is going to be a 22. That one will hit. So, only for six points of piercing damage, and then he takes off running. He's running down along the side of the of the house to try to get view of his antagonist, Elthinius. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... I make my con save to hold hold person. Hold person, gotcha. Alright, and then it goes to Disturbed. Who is not seeing anybody now over on this side. Now Phineas is next. Okay, okay I'm gonna move. Planned for three turns now. I think I can move to here. 30 feet? Yeah. Do I have a line of sight on the, the archer? You do not. Are you sure? Because I... Could just barely make them out over the. It depends on how high the porch is. It might be like partial or something. Okay. 
He doesn't look very big. Looks tiny. Um, looks maybe you like, could actually. Maybe you could like, just a hair. Looks barely. a little bit like disturbed. He probably has a little, a little like partial cover somewhat. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, the wall doesn't quite, but it, it depends on how high you say this porch is. Porch is more than four feet high or something like that. You probably barely can see his head, but or if this or if it's a walled-in porch, I can't tell that. The little bandit too, he's still uh, occupied, right? Yes, like, he's held. <laughs> Any hit against him is an automatic crit. Yeah, he's tied up, literally. Yeah, he's also tied up. You would be smiting down a completely helpless person at the moment. How to become an Oathbreaker? I'm going to use my uh, movement or my action to dash. Okay. There you go. 30 feet. You're running across the front part of the porch as you see the gnome running up the stairs next to you. All right, anything else you want to do? Stay within 60 feet of me now. Definitely. Search your weapon. He's about 45 feet. I'm going to cast spiritual weapon and drop the hammer on his head. shaft of light cracks the snowy terrain and a hammer descends it's 12 and it swings the the archer is able to twist by it and manages to escape the blow pay guys attention all right end of your turn I just want to wave to him as a bonus bonus action and grin. Well, if you use your bonus action, but uh, you can grin. Okay. Alright, it goes to, to Elthenius. I'm going to flick my dagger into this rugged bandit here that's standing in front of me, not doing nothing. Oh, alright. You going to throw it at him? Mm-hmm. Alright. Grab the, the, the dagger, haul off, and... Give me a, an attack against him with advantage. I'm about to say, I'm not sure what any capacity it does, but it makes sense. I'm going to have to roll it twice. Twenty-six. With a twenty-six, the dagger slams into the back of the, the rugged bandit. His eyes suddenly restore back to his normal sense as the dagger lodges into his back. How much damage is it? Mm, 1d4 plus 5. 1d4 plus 5. 7 points of damage and then whatever the elephant side is going to do. Um, did we put the stats on that? I want to say it was pretty high DC. I, unfortunately, it doesn't look like it has... The stats on it, it literally just says elephant stuff. 
Alright, so I'm gonna say... He's gonna be strong enough to knock out an elephant, right? So... <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna say he needs to make... A DC... 18 con! Yeah. Eight, 18. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. DC 18. With a nine, he snarls. He starts to turn. Then his eyes flutter. And he falls face forward into the snow. I'm gonna climb off from Steve and walk inside. So the, the smoke is just choking in here. Um, make a quick perception check with a disadvantage. Back, natural twenty. Uh, Fourteen with the with the low one. So you can see that what looks to be maybe flaming arrows were fired into the roof inside, and they're smoldering up there. You can see a massive amount of of uh, smoke just pouring out through the area and filtering. Can I reach out. them to try to put them out, or uh, if you were to jump up on the table, you could probably do it. But your attention is also drawn to the bound figures that are are bound in front of the fireplace. Oh. Laying there moving. <laughs> uh, let's see, I was here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. That'll put me there. And I think I'm pretty much out of actions and movements, so that's that's okay. It. You come racing up, and you can see the figures laying on the ground just underneath the choking smoke. They're coughing. You feel the heat from the roof, and um, you can see that there are... Well, your quick assessment would be probably the owners of this establishment structure uh, that are tied up in, and thrown to the ground in front of the fireplace. All right. From there, goes the storm. So Rugged Bandit's on his face in the snow now, right? He is. Actually, roll a 2d10 for me, please. <clears throat> Seven. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, looks like he's settling in for quite a sleep. All right, so now it is Storm's turn. People have disappeared from this side. Uh, there's a back door here, yes? There is. There is right? This door and open it if it opens. It does, yep. Yeah. come racing into the building, you can hear the snapping of the fire smoldering in the roof. You see Elthinius leaning down over two bound individuals through the, the dense smoke. What do you suppose the result of a tidal wave hitting those flaming arrows would do? Well? We're going to be wet in the cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Well, but it would it, probably it, have a pretty saying. good chance yeah. of blowing the roof off so that it wouldn't be a concern anymore. 
Yeah, that's what I'm trying to decide. <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, it, they're on the roof is going to be on fire and burn away here in a minute anyway. Right. Because uh, it does specific damage to creatures. And it is obviously going to push stuff around and do stuff like that. But then it says it settles and then extinguishes fires if it's on the, you know, once it, you know, sort of settles. But obviously this is on the roof, not on the ground. I'm trying to, I'm asking for a little, some, 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 some ruling on some like creative licensing. If like, cause I also have a shape water cantrip. Could I somehow sort of, like I said, blast the roof, do whatever that does to the roof like that, but also sort of shape some of it around to sort of stick to the fire and put it out as it's going. And then of course we'll all be wet and everything like that. But my goal is to try to sort of how how much uh, space can the uh, cantrip control? Like, does it say like a five foot? The cantrip space? can only do five foot. Yeah. Uh, but the tidal wave is going to hit a thirty foot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more along the lines of it could it could be a two turn sort of thing of like I drench everything, maybe put some of it out, and then on my next turn use the shape water to sort of the, use some of the remaining water that's just dripping off the roof to sort of push to put out the flames and stuff um <clears throat> or do i want to do something a little less drastic <laughs> you, you know with the tidal wave it's probably going to damage the roof it right. most likely will put out the, the fire right um well, the question is would it do more damage than the fire's gonna do <laughs> yeah probably um I mean, eventually, no, I mean, because the, yeah. the fire will burn the whole structure. Yeah, without pulling out the fire, yeah, okay. Um, the control what water, if... you know, you could pull the snow that's on the roof. As it's melted, it's probably turned into water, a liquid, in the actual structure, and that's why it's smoldering as, as much as it is. You probably could start pulling that through from the top of the, the structure through into the flames. It's just going to take you several turns to get it under control. Yeah. Why don't we say that I'll start doing that? I'll okay. start... I'll start uh, pinpointing spots in the roof, pull water down through to try and, you know, I might wind up with some leaky spots, but the fire's going to do that anyway. And right. to try and start using my turns to try and put out spot, 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 what do they call it? Spot checking or yeah. pulling out fire to try and keep it from spreading. Okay. The storm's running in, his hands are waving, he's, you can hear liquid rushing through the fire above and sizzling and popping as he's beginning to try to get can get the fire under control. Alright, uh, is that the end of Storm's turn? Uh, yep. Alright, it goes to the guy out front that is paralyzed. With a wisdom check of one, he fails and is still held in place and he goes to Flynn out on the front porch he sees a wiry bandit starting to emerge from the corner disturbed is run up next to him and one of the bandits has fallen over face first into the snow with a dagger sticking out of his back
I'm gonna just look over at the wiry bandit and impose my intelligence will onto him and he needs to make a intelligence saving throw DC 17 well with a 8 he definitely fails he takes 8 points of psychic damage uh, is now worried even more so that Mr. Maybe his father <laughs> and he takes the his next saving throw he takes until the end of my next turn gets a negative a 1d4 negative to it okay and he's somewhat disturbed his his step st- kind of staggers for a second um, in his hurry to get back into visual range and uh, you can see him his face contort in pain is that the end of Flint's turn is he wants to move into the cabin. He runs into the burning structure as well. You can see figures in the clouds of smoke, storms weaving water through the ceiling. Althinius is leaning over some tide of commoners. Uh, yep. That's his turn. Alright. So the, the bandit comes running around the corner. 5, 10, 15, He's yelling at his friend, What are you doing? He's going to make an intellect check here. And he actually made a decent one. Um, he runs up and grabs a hold of the guy's shoulder and, and kind of shakes him and he's yelling, What are you doing? So if he takes an action to do it, then he's uh, yeah, he's good. So he, the the guy's eyes kind of snap and and shake out of it, and uh, he he begins to assess the situation and looking a little sheepishly around, like what in the world is going on, and then it goes to disturbed. He's like, one guy did all of this? Because everybody else is in the building. Just like well, yeah, he doesn't He doesn't know disturbed. where the road figure is. He just he sees the life bandit over there. Tied up. Tied up. Laid in the ground with a dagger at his back. The only one outside his, is the His buddy is looking a little worse for wear, too. They just woke he, him up. He is. He is. Um, my father's here. He's coming. <laughs> he's, he's right there. He's right there. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna move. Okay. <laughs> to there. All right. Paladin comes racing up on the two individuals. Okay. And I'm going to cast whole person on the guy he just woke up. Oh, okay. Is that concentration? Yep. It is. I mean, granted, I think that's a constitution check, and that's kind of your thing, so. Nope. It's yeah. a 
He has to make a wisdom. wisdom. No, no, I meant you have to make a constitution. If they hit you, to not drop it. So. Yeah. So this guy has to make a wisdom 14 save. Hopefully he's stupid. He's like, what's going on? Then his eyes take this weird glance look. And with two, freezes back in place. <laughs> what the? This poor archer guy. He's like, yeah, what's the? An almost illuminated hand reaches down from the heavens and grasps him. You can hold right here. You're not going nowhere. The wiry bandit looks in fear at his father. No, Lord Pussy. No. <laughs> and uh, search weapon. This guy come hit the wiry bandit. All right. So I think it has 20 foot uh, movement, which I think puts it just in, into range. Right there. Okay. All right, go ahead and make your attack roll with it. And as I say, who's your daddy? It probably misses. Uh, it does. It uh, bounces off his leather uh, leather armor. He shrugs it off, looking at terror at the, at the paladin. Is that the end of your turn? He's <laughs> already respect this little guy a little bit. He's been fighting us all by himself for he a while really now. He really has. <laughs> he really has. And then it goes to Elthinius. You can see the the thrashing figures tied up in front of you, gagged um, with old. So I'm gonna bags. I'm gonna palm my other dagger real quick and cut this guy free in front of me. Okay, which one? Uh, one toward the wall or one toward the? Toward the wall. Toward the wall. Okay. So you grab a hold of the figure. The smoke is rolling in over the top of you. You can hear Flynn come running in. You can tell it's Gnomish feet as he bursts through the door. He's naturally below the cl the smoke level anyway right now, so that's good. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw while you're choking in this spoke. Mm, three. Okay. So I mean you're you're basically just have disadvantage on, on your on your checks right now. You're just choking basically. And water's running out of your eyes, that type of thing. So are you cutting this person free? What are you trying to do? Uh, you know what? Instead of doing that, I'm just going to grab him. Okay. And swirl my cape around me and poof us outside. Nice. Uh, where would you like to go? Right there, obviously. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> With actually. <laughs> So there's a... Actually, I'm going to do it. I'll do it over here. At the over there, steps. okay. So there's a sudden flash, poof of smoke, and you you appear outside. The wide eyes of a um, an attractive young lady is, is looking back at you. Um, ah! Soot covered... Um, I just knew it. I could feel it. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she looks at you with wide-eyed amazement. She's still bound and gagged, but um, she's starting to raggedly draw breath at the... Uh, Tell you what, after my last here. girlfriend, I'm thinking I'm going to leave her bound and gagged. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so that that's a, was it a bonus action to use the cloak? Uh, it, it was an action. That's why I couldn't okay. cut them loose. Gotcha. You still have your movement, so it's up to you what you want to do from now. 
I'm just gonna stay there next door. I can't just dump her okay. in, dump her in the snow, and leave her there to somebody to kill. So, all I'll... right, goes to the uh, the old feller laying in the snow. He's gonna make a, um, a Constitution saving throw against the elephant sedative that's in his veins now. <laughs> He is, uh, yeah, yeah. He's still way, uh, way under the influence. And that goes to Storm. You can see there's a disappearance of the figures in the corner. There's still one individual bound and thrashing near the fireplace. Um, and you're weaving the water. You can feel it um, just sitting above you in, in amongst the, the thatched roof. Yeah, if you want him to spend his he's he's actively trying to put out fire okay. at this point okay however much of my action bonus action movement whatever you want to do for that that's what he's trying to do uh we'll, uh, we'll get you up like on centralized. The, yeah. the table there gets you closer but yeah give me a constitution saving throw as the smoke is rolling in over the top of you uh, 16. you're fine you're fine you're your tabaxi senses are are sheltering you from the the worst of it and you've got a tail over your nose all right um end of your turn yeah like i said whatever his turn is spent trying to put out fire so yeah swashbuckler outside rolls a 16 wisdom save that's what he may have to make right only 14. Oh. But it's still tied up. But it is at the end of his turn. Suddenly, his senses come back to him. And behind Althinius, you look over the, the body of the tied up woman, and you see this guy suddenly come to it and then fall face for, forward into the snow because he's all tied up. <laughs> oh, yes, that guy. Yes, that guy <laughs> needed to make 16. Yes, he did. I was thinking of Disturbed. Gotcha, gotcha. But yes, 16 is still what he needed. And then it goes to Flynn. You can see Storm standing on the table, weaving water through the ceiling. You can see rivulets running from all ends of the of the structure, meeting at the ceiling right above him as he's putting out the, the embers and, and pieces snapping and burning away at the thatch. What are you doing? You're, you are below the smoke, so you will not need a constitution saving throw. But it eventually will fill up if, you the, the, of course, the fire is not contained. Uh, I'm not super strong, but I can drag up to 240 pounds. Does okay. this guy does this guy <laughs> weigh less than quick, that? A quick assessment. He probably looks like he weighs a little bit less than that. Okay. Well, I would still only be able to do half my movement. I should have 10 feet left, so I, in theory, could move us one step closer to the back door. Okay. Go ahead. If, and I'm, if I'm figuring that right. Go ahead and start dragging. Like that, I guess. <laughs> the gnome is straighty with everything he's got. I've got you. I've got you. You hear a muffled <laughs> Meanwhile, all you see is the bottom half of, of Storm. Uh, <laughs> as his, his <laughs> top half is in a deep cloud of black smoke. Well, he's storm cloud over the sea. So he is, he is. And he's storm cloud over the table at the moment. I'm a little black rain cloud, of course. All right, um, end of Flynn's turn. Yep. 
Alright, so it goes to the one with whole person on him. Is he able to make that save for whole person? It's each turn, right? Yeah, that was that's what the other guy was been doing all along. Okay. To the end of his turn. And with a nine, he fails and is still standing there with a look of, hey, what's going on? Frozen on his face. And then it goes to the other, the archer. Ah, dang it! And uh, he whips out uh, two short swords and whirls into action, attacking the paladin. Really? The first, the first short sword with a twenty-four slashes in. Daddy's gonna spank you. Uh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> I should have said the number, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, what can you do, bro? Cutting words. Ah, oh, I only took three off. Sorry. Uh, so that brings it down to a twenty-one, Rich. I believe your armor class is a twenty. Okay. Um, his eyes started to go off toward toward Elphidius, like, <gasps> and uh, he still is able to find purchase. He whirls, darting in low, slashing at the paladin's leg. Oof. With an, uh, uh, and it looks like it's going to hit. But you can only do one of those cutting words a turn, right? Because it's reaction. It's reaction. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's with a twenty-four. So the first short sword does six points of damage. Second short sword does another six, so you've taken a total of 12 piercing damage as the bandit yanks the short sword free um, with blood trickling down its blade. Then it goes to Disturbed. What would well, you like to do? I I lose it. I look down, see the blood, look at him, and he's yeah. I'm attacking. Okay. The sword flashes into action. So the first one, the the Bandit catches the blade across one of his short swords, blocks it, and then pushes it out of the way. The second one, however, the, the paladin reverses it, slips it past the guard of the bandit, and slashes deep across the, the bandit's chest. Anything extra you're doing here, or, anything, or just normal hit? I'll throw, throw it in a spite. Uh, smite, okay. What level? Level one. He's not worthy of a level two. Okay. So we'll roll the damage on the blade. So a total of six damage from the blade. Then we'll roll 1d10 for the radiant damage. And regular smite is 2d8? Yes. Okay. 
so was that custom rolled? Did it was it the D10 the and, and two D8? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all of it. So a total of twenty-two damage. And once again, the spiritual weapons gotta come in play. There's a ex flashing explosion of power that rockets into the uh, the area. Um, the bandit staggers, looking very poor, um, and the weapon bounces off his back uh, of his leather armor, not quite finding purchase, and the bandit is still up. I just want to growl at him as All right, goes to Elthinius. <laughs> what do I see? I got a girl tied up next to me. <laughs> Nothing new. Um, I'm gonna str I'm gonna stride this one. And as I walk past this guy, I'm gonna casually flick my hand and cast Mage Hand and pull the uh, dagger out of his back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yanks free with a, a shoot, and it. Uh, I can't do a double attack, can I? I no. Think. No. Okay. I don't think so. I think you'd have to be uh, maybe like if you were in that certain college, but I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, I think there are a few, but I don't think the lower one is one of them. So. Join the Paladin College. You'll do well. Jeez, I'd be a Mensa member in Paladin College <laughs> if you're in the education. All right. Uh. That'll work. Um, I'll, I'll hold there. Okay. The blade um, floats into your hand as you start striding toward the paladin. Or uh, bandit, I should say. All right. And now the guy lying in the ground, snozzling away, needs to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, uh, yeah, the third team he fails and continues to slumber away peacefully. And then it goes to Storm. Still trying to put out fires. Storm of the cloud of the smoke in in the house. And it's storm cloud over the table, bro. Storm cloud over the table. Uh, more rivulets of water are now smoke rising cloud over the table. and uh, appearing up through the the cracks in the, in the actual floor between the, the the beams you hear uh, a, a gushing sound as they begin to form into one rivulet that is just slowly working its way through the entirety of the ceiling and you hear as um, as the fire is put out outside the, the cloud of smoke is billowing even stronger as the flames are are choked out of existence you want another con save from him? Uh, yeah, let's do one more con save for him here. Oh, might be starting to take its toll now. Yeah, you're starting to cough a bit. Um, your eyes are watering, um, but uh, at this point, you don't have any, like, disadvantage or anything. Okay. All right, goes to Flynn, who is... Dragon. I'm going to attempt to drag him out of the house. Okay. So you get him just outside the doorway. You can see the, the, the face of an older man. Uh, his face covered in, in soot and smoke. And there's a, a, a rivulet of blood running down from the, the top of his head where something has struck him. Uh, and as soon as I can, I'm going to start 
pull out. I also have a dagger and start putting okay. on bombs and stuff to free him. Okay. All right. It moves to this guy that is being held. And with a 14, what did he have to get to shake yours off uh, for Disturbed? 14. His eyes flicker back to his own. And his sentence that he had just started to ask finishes. Going on! <laughs> As he wildly looks around and, and sees the uh, the paladin. Now, is it at the end of his turn that he gets yep. to... Okay, so he's he's scrabbling for his weapons at his side, um, but he's not able to do anything this turn. And then it goes to the wiry bandit, who is bleeding from a massive cut across his chest now. He, he takes one look around and uses a bonus action called Light-Footed. And disengages. Damn it. And runs <laughs> toward the forest line. <laughs> no, Daddy, no. And it goes to Disturbed. You see the guy, um, his, his eyes flickering. He turns, and he, he's looking at both you and, and Althinius. So he's not tied up or anything? No, this guy is, is broken free of the enchantments that once held him. Well, sucks to be him. Where a little wiry buddy go? Oh, there he is. <laughs> he's, running, he's running away. I shall attack. Okay, so the crystalline sword begins to flicker through the snowy air again. All right, first blow. Um, the the guy rocks to the right and gets by the the slash. Is able to avoid it, but he doesn't avoid the second one. The second one stabs in and sinks about halfway up the blade. And uh, the, the guy yells out and, and rocks backward, taking a total of five from the longsword damage. How much from the radiant? Another three. Okay. Are you doing anything extra? Nope. All right. I will be attacking with spiritual weapon, though. Because I can. Okay. So the spiritual weapon, I assume you're going to float down next to him, right? Tries to attack, um, but the, the individual in front of him just quickly darts out of the way. Ooh, my bad. If you had wanted to, you could make an attack of opportunity on this wiry bandit as he turned to run. I thought he disengaged. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, actually, he did just make a call to disengage. Yeah, he didn't attack at all, so yes. He did get there. Never mind. My bad. we get for me and the hammer. And probably yeah, well, the, the sword doesn't get a, an attack of opportunity, but you would. Don't? The hammer. Yeah, it does not. All righty. 
Is that the end of your turn? Yep. Goes to Elthinius. Just palm the dagger as he's walking up on this dude that suddenly retained his senses. Um... I'm going to launch a string of epithets about his mother and how she likes thief things better than humans at the chap that's running away. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go with... Daddy pushes after you. <laughs> <laughs> First level. I don't like the way you said that or the voice <laughs> That or the words you used your voice to say that at all. That neither does the wiry bandit. The first level just meant whispers. How much damage did it do? Uh, well, he's, he can resist it with wisdom 16. He's oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I thought it was creepy. Uh, mm. And with a 11. I don't think he did. He did not, know. So he's only going to take 3d6 this turn, so. Thought I'd use a milder form on it. Yeah, right. Although it was, although it was one of my best insults. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, 12 points of damage. With a strangled cry, and one last terrified look at his daddy, the wiry <laughs> bandit falls backwards as he looked over his shoulder into the snowy brush at his feet. Oh, lordy. All right. Uh, gonna call it. Uh, gonna call it good there again. All right. Well, well, what can I have the mage hand do? I can use your action to control it. Okay, I've already used my action, so yeah, no worries. All right. So Move behind on. you, the the slumbering figure makes another Constitution save. Oh, I know. I can still use it as a movement. I can still have it move, so I'm going to have it move over to the commoner that's on the ground. Okay. You wake up? Weirdly, the figure raises himself up off the ground, looking around. What in the tarnation? And he staggers toward Elthinius. Um... He's going to make an attack, but with disadvantage due to the elephant sedative wearing off in this turn. So he's not going to get his normal mounts. He's just going to make one attack. Uh, with a nine. Oh, actually. Just... Well, it was disadvantage, but it doesn't matter anyway. Um, he misses. The the blade slashes thin air. I'll just kind of weave out of the way a little bit. You kind of just rock forward a little bit. And... Feeling the eyes of the, the lovely farm lass on, on you. Alright, it goes from there to Storm. Uh, Master do I feel, of Water. Let me say, do I feel like this fire is basically out at this point? I can do it, or should I keep trying to do um, controlling? Make a perception check. You are, With disadvantage, you are choking and coughing. Well, my normal perception is with advantage, so we we'll just do a straight roll? Yep. Uh, 21. You feel that one more turn of this will get the uh, get the fire squared away. 
if you left it, it's just, it's not going to burn the house down in the near future, but it would probably pick back up in probably three or four turns. All right, then I will uh, I will keep at it. Okay. Nothing a hero. So there's a thrashing figure of, of the uh, life bandit over here that is tied up. He's going to try to make a, a dexterity check. It's very high uh, oh, yeah, with disadvantage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big fail there. Big fail. So he uh, is not able to um, get out of that. Oh, actually, that should have been that, but. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So he, he's yeah, he probably yeah, He probably still has a like minor amount of movement or whatever like he's, that. If you want, like he could roll around a bit. He, he is rolling around a little bit, but he's mostly just trying to focus on trying to get his hands out of the out of the the um, constraints so that he can try to untie himself, and he's not succeeding. Right. Then it goes to Flynn, who's out there. He's got his knife pulled out, and he's he's starting to to cut away the bond the, the the bindings of the older man. Yep, whatever action. So that'll be his action. I won't. I won't yeah, actually rule for it. That'll be you're you're freeing him. You've you pulled the gag from his mouth. Thank you, thank you, young gnome. And uh, end of your turn. Yep. Yep. Free him. Yeah. Free him from whatever bonds he has. Helping him up if he needs them. That's so then it goes to the life bandit in front of disturbed and Elthinius. They, having just been stabbed by the paladin, this uh, this bandit decides that he is going to start darting in the attacks, raining in on the paladin. And he is flashing a rapier slash toward the paladin while holding a dagger in his other hand. So the rapier looks like it's gonna hit. Has Elthidius used his reaction in this turn? I can't remember. Oh, no, but I don't think Thunderbutt's gone in front of me either, so I'm more concerned about me than I am just... Yeah. Because, <laughs> okay. yeah. you, you know, I don't... You know, I'm, you know... So the the I'm pretty and I don't want to get hurt. Flickers out, finds the uh, opening in the armor of the paladin, and then a quick slash of its point. You can see the the paladin wince. Then a dagger um, slashes in from the left, using that momentum, and it looks like it's gonna hit. No, twenty or better. Uh, don't do anything there, bro. Nope. What's the, uh, what was the roll? Well, uh, you don't know the roll, you just know it's going to hit. Well, I can use, I can see the roll, I just can't see what the plus was. Oh, 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 uh, he rolled a 15. Mm. Nah, might happen. Okay, and then he yanks the dagger free and the rapier comes I mean, back for got, one more hit. Disturb's got, like, he touching. Wait, wait, he's got three attacks? And it looks like it's going to hit. Yeah, he's a, uh... He rolled a 17. Sword dancer, or whatever the fuck they're called. Was a bandit, and the NPC and bandits have specific abilities and stuff like that. Uh, so the third one does look like it's going to hit. He rolled a 17. All right. No, mm -hmm. no response there. We're going to go ahead and roll the damage. 
It's gonna be. A he can touch himself and heal him. He's got. He can give himself yeah. sex, sexual healing, so he'll be fine. Sexual healing. Eleven and five. So we're at sixteen. And then sixteen plus. Oof. Uh, so a total of twenty-four piercing damage in this turn to the paladin. Blood started to run out from underneath his armor. The only problem is he's gonna get hellish rebuked for his troubles. All right, let her let her eat. Uh, what is he has to make? Like, is it a dex save or a whiz save? I don't remember what he has to do. Dex to half the damage, I think. Is it dex to half? I think. Don't quote me. It's been a while since I played a warlock. I'm looking. Hellish resistance. Hellish rebuke. Uh, the creature must make a dexterity saving throw. Um. Yeah. And he rolls a twenty-two, so he has halved the damage. So you roll two d ten and half the damage. So five points of damage. There's a sudden myriad of hellish whispers that surround the area, and a flash of fire burns through this uh, individual's skin. And then it goes disturbed. Feeling a a little bleedy. Um, what would you like to do? I would like to attack. All right. Sword flashes into action. Is lay on hands an action or a bonus action? I should tell should you. Say. Laying on a hands as an action. You can touch a creature. I'm good. You're at 41 still, right? What could go wrong? Critical hits. I mean, but what could go wrong? That was the wrong dice. Oopsie. You do like to do that. 16 16 you you slash out with the sword this individual just glides past it his rapiers um, slapping the sword to the side a grin starts to form on his on his face and with a, a fury the, the you send the blade back in and he quickly parries it on the knife Time to turn the tables. Uh, anything else you'd like to do in this turn? I'm not a tank. Um, Why am I tanking? <laughs> I'll try the spiritual. Wait, have you taken any again? damage yet? Okay, spiritual no, weapon. No, I will in a minute. Because then you're not tanking yet. <laughs> you're not tanking. No, I'm just doing oh, it properly. For the love of God. 
<laughs> so the spiritual weapon slashes out or slams out with its best intent, and the and the figure chuckles and and uh, darts by by the blow. Anything else disturbed would like to do? Spit in his face. All right. He dodges the spit, and then it goes to Althinius. <laughs> nice. Oh, for crying out loud! Am I gonna have to rescue the paladin too? <laughs> Well, you see this guy who's staggered up on you. He swung the blade wide, missed you, but he's, you see he's regaining his senses. All right. I'm going to start muttering dark things under my breath. And a little dark halo appears above three enemies' heads. So, the life bandit, the chap in front of me, and the one who's still tied up. Yep. The dark halo over each of their head. They each need to make a charisma saving throw of 16. Oh. So the one closest to you rolls an 8 and fails. The life bandit. The, the one staggering, the rugged bandit that is coming up on you. Rolls a 13. I believe that fails, right? And lastly, the one tied up gets a 15. Fails. And fails. They are all banged. Nice. There's this odd ethereal screech that fills the area, and they wince and stagger slightly. The other one that's tied up goes, <laughs> Now it's harder for him to get out of the, out of the courts. All right. And the mage hand uh, gets over there to where the other guy is, or where the other girl is. One, one second here. Brother-in-law's uh, stopping by to see the new, the new uh, stuff here. So in a few minutes, I'll have to take a little bit of a little break. Okay. Okay, so um, Elphinius has baned all three of these individuals out in front of them, and remind me what that does, bro. Is it disadvantage, or do they lose four off like their attack rolls and saves and stuff? It's a D4. A D4, right. Alright, so he goes to the rugged bandit in front of Elphinius. He begins to um, swing his longsword, attacking, um, and then he also has a short sword in his hand. The first slash of the short sword is a 17, but then he would need to roll a d4, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it brings it down to a 14. Ah! <laughs> Certainly he misses. Second longsword attack. Snarling, he furiously swings it back, but with uh, something that's far below what he just rolled. He does not connect. The short sword swings up with abrupt frustration. And again, uh, rolls another two. And he completely misses uh, the bard and does not land a single blow. From there, it goes to Storm. 
Get the fire out, yeah! Who with the, the last hissing feels fairly confident that he has gotten the fire under control in the roof. I, I will. He's also hearing a lot more sword play out yeah. of, in the front that he yeah. probably <laughs> it shouldn't be there with everybody tied up and suppressed. I'll so you run out it. to a seat of absolute chaos. Side where that was. Sure, got a got a thing we're starting. Uh, pulling out that uh, iron nail again. He's gonna start whispering under his breath and point. And uh, both the life bandit and the rugged bandit see these green glowing bands start to work up from the ground and wrap themselves around and they both need to make a DC 16 wisdom saving throw. <laughs> yes! Not again! Alright, so... Uh... So the life bandit gets a nine. He is held in place paralyzed. <laughs> the veteran. Rugged bandit. Rolls a six. He is also paralyzed. And their frames lock into place once more. Alright, end of your turn. End of my turn. It goes to this guy over here. He's going to try to make another dexterity saving throw. Wow! Okay, okay, but now I need to roll d4 off that. One. So with a 23, this guy on the far right, the life bandit, managed to get his arms out of the, the constraints that he was bound with and is starting to untie himself. He's essentially sat up and he's untying his legs. Fair enough. Then goes to Flynn, who is finishing, uh, finished getting the bind bindings off of the the elderly farmer. Right, and and then is I'm... also probably hearing the sounds of more combat on the other side of the house. Well, that's as far as I can go, but with my action, uh, I'm going to. Uh snap Max back into gotcha. the here uh, and send him flying up in the air to get a look at what's going on. Bird's eye view, literally. There you go. You want, you want him to have his own initiative or just have him go after me? I just have him go after you, if that works for you. come down here just so we can get a view of, of things. Okay. So he'll be there like 30 feet or so in the air. Okay. Uh, and that's Flynn's turn. Alright, so at the end of his turn he can make a resist, right? Yep. The whole person, yep. Here, one sec. 
Okay, sorry. All right, so yes, at the end of their turns, right, they get to make it a, a they have to get a 16? Yep. But they're also still baned. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this dude probably has, like, a negative two or something, because he rolled a two, um, and the life bandit is not able to break free. And then it goes to Disturbed. All attacks have advantage, and if they hit, they're an automatic crit. Plan away was seeing how the sword ain't hitting anything to just throw the pick them up and throw them. Well, you have advantage. Both you and your sword have advantage now. Yeah. Get to roll your attacks with advantage. You can't hit him with advantage. You need to go back to Paladin School. <laughs> I think you do anyway with perfect rounds. I'm not sure how you passed. Fair. He hasn't been getting great rolls. None of us have. Yeah, we've been going. We've gone through phases. Like I said, I, yeah, I had like really three good. or four. I had three or four not so good ones. I, I've rolled three natural ones this turn, this game. Um, most of them go over this drug use, but I'll look over at Storm and ask, <laughs> "Do we want to question any of these guys?" Why? We don't care. There's one over there that's still half half tied tied up. Up. True. I'll attack the lime bandit just for the lime. You've you've called him the little bandit, and now he's the lime bandit. <laughs> the lime bandit, nice, I like it. All right, so <laughs> let her rip. I hate it when people steal my fruit. <laughs> Probably those illegal fruit from the Mirror Harbor. I mean, you put Please. the lime in the coconut. <laughs> True, but if you take the lime off the ship, then all the people get scurvy. He's a horrible person. Mm-hmm. Please just hit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so roll with advantage. Right-click on the button and select advantage. No, no. Really? Select advantage. There's a second. Hey. That one hits. You slam. So it slams into it, but um, that one does hit. Yank the blade out, and you're hitting again, I assume. Uh, you want to do damage first? Doesn't matter. It's an auto crit, so double the dice. So that would be 16? 16, yes. Plus uh, roll 1d10. I'm going to take a charge on that. Oof, nine. Dang. 16, nine. You're at 25. Okay. You're doing a smite on top of it? No, uh, charge on the sword. Oh, you're healing, healing yourself. Healing, gotcha. Healing stuff, yeah. Now, is that healing you for the amount of the radiant damage that was done? Yeah. Okay. So See. that would be nine points. Yep. Okay, nine. All right. Is he still standing? He is still standing. How does he look? Frustrated. Help, please. He's definitely bleeding. To show my frustration, 
I'm gonna drop the shield in on this attack. Okay. Shield clatters into the snow. I assume you're doing a double-handed attack. Uh huh. Hey. Twenty-two. Might as well roll again. You got advantage just in case you get a natural twenty. No, I I did the advantage. Oh, you did. Okay, gotcha. Sixteen and a six. Oh, nice. All right. So the 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 blade bites in right through the the top clavicle as you slam down with both arms. 18. So 18, and then roll your 1d10. Nice. I'll take another charge. So that is 70, or excuse me, um, 25 again. So wobbling the, this this once very confident individual is completely not confident anymore. Now, is the whole person interrupted by damage to them? Uh, I don't believe so. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then you can hit him with a sword, too. <laughs> yeah. Spiritual. yeah. Also with advantage. <laughs> spiritual weapon. Yeah, that's right. I plan to. Hey! That's a natural 20. <laughs> well, no, wait. It yeah. Doesn't matter anyway because it's automatically a critical. So roll your spiritual weapon damage. That would be 19. So the that skull of this swashbuckler crushes. No, 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 no. Nine. Did it automatically double it? It's a, yeah, it automatically doubled it. Okay, well, so still, that would be a crit, yeah. Still, it, 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 crushed, it crushes inwards, and the three points that he had left is dissipated. I pick up the shield. Uh, there will be ha have to be on your next round. You okay. All right. End of your turn. Yeah. Goes to Elthinius. Staring at the frozen individual in front of him. My power over you. <clears throat> Sorry. Grow stronger yet. Uh, let's see. Is any attack or is it just melee attacks or automatic crit? Actually, any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attack is within five feet of the creature. If the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Gotcha. Automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws and attacks against the creature have advantage. So many... So you have to do something that has an attack rule. Stand for. How about stabbing it with my dagger? You could certainly do that. I like that one. Um... Is the spell card with the elephant venom? No. It's a one. You dip it once for the... Ele elephant uh, sedative, not elephant venom. Say, so how many freaking elephants got venom? Wait, does, uh, this had advantage too, didn't it? Sorry. Yep. It does. 24. Whew, yeah. So spinning, you slam the dagger right into his upper chest and um, sink it right up to the guard and yank it free and doing a total of... Tools. Is this 
12. 12 right? points of damage. Oh, wait, no, I think I rolled a 1. Yeah, 1 plus 5. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, it didn't do the crit. It was supposed to. I right clicked on it, but I must not have chosen. I thought I chose crit, but whatever. 12 points of damage. So. 12 points. So you're ripping the blade back out. You definitely heard him. And it goes to him. Well, he's gonna what if I want to move, bro? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. What would you, you like to do, bro? I mean, come on. Come on. I'll run back over to the girl. All right, so you <laughs> run back over to her. Oh, God, you. Okay. Her eyes are wide in amazement at your both of your disturbs prowess. I thought she might be. And now it goes to him, who tries to make a wisdom saving throw at the end of his turn. And with a five, he fails. Goes to Storm. Crowd control, baby. We guts it. <laughs> you guys do. This guy uh, pulled his own rapier out of my belt and hold it to his throat and suggest he stop moving. <laughs> okay, one sec. There we go. Sorry, I had to stop the recording and start again. Um, so you pulled out the rapier and walks up, walk up to the guy and held the tip to his throat, essentially, right? Yep. Give me an intimidation check. Okay. Or persuasion, whatever way, you know. It's more, probably more intimidating, but... <laughs> Might even be performance. Yeah, yeah. Drop your sword. Two. Two. All right. Uh, so he kind of looks at you, looks at the blade, assesses his situation. <laughs> Is there any advantage because I'm using his blade? Uh, yeah. Or just, just factor just factor that into how he's how he's thinking. He, uh, he uh, roll with advantage. Roll with advantage. All right. Seven. <laughs> okay, right. So he's still assessing. Not really using. Yeah, I'm not. It's not my charisma that I'm using here. Then on his turn, he finishes taking the ropes off. It <laughs> is darting to his feet. Fair enough. All right, goes to Flint, who is huffing and puffing, trying to round the corner. He's owls ahead of him. guys have done uh, quite a few circles around this house now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have to figure something out here. Verify some. But no, that's not the quirk. So I didn't just move somebody there. There. Okay, 
religion. He'll start moving away around the house. assessment of what's going on but that's probably about what he can do so he's running down along the side of the house he's disturbed yep. standing there some, some red splotches in the snow around him a body in front of him and then he goes to disturbed Hey, pick up my shield. Alright. That's part of your movement action there. Can I move there? Okay. You notice an owl, owl fly over the top of you? Okay, this guy has whole person on him, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, same as before. You have advantage and crit, automatic crits and hits. But do we really want to kill them all? Oh, wait a minute. We got a guy over by a storm that we can leave alive. Okay. Plus, think of it this way. They tied up two commoners, put them in the house, and then set the house on fire. Oh, hell no. Attack. These are not. These are not nice people. All right. So, justice is being served. Blade swings into action. Go ahead and make your attacks. Yeah, I believe. I believe. Disturbs conscious can be clear. Oh yeah. Well, when innocent people are being wrong, they become unreasonable. Even more so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Twenty-one. Funny. So you have hit critical damage would be a ten on that. Roll one D ten. Alright, so a total of fourteen damage for the first. And then make your attack with the second. Okay, so 20. Alright, 20 hits. It's a sudden re-emergence of the blade in, in the guy's chest with a 16 total damage and then roll 1d10. 16 be another 19. Alright. So the paladin yanks his blade free the sword floats or the hammer floats up go ahead and make your attack with advantage with the the hammer and that also hits and does a total of 
10 points of damage, which sends this rugged bandit into the snow. Okay, I moved one where, I think? Yeah, you moved five feet. I'm going to move there. Okay. That's my turn. That goes to Elthinius. I'm going to lean over and cut the girl loose. Okay. So you start cutting away the bindings. Really? Pulling out, pulling out the, the, the gag. Thank you, sir. Elthinius, we don't have time for this. Come on. There's always time for this. And then it goes to storm. Who is following the, the person's rise, I would assume, with the point of the blade. Yep. Uh, storm is going to just uh, have his, his mind is going to flash briefly back to his time in the Feywild. And he's going to grin and... Uh, say something in sylvan kind of flowery and almost musical and chuckle to himself and the life man needs back to make on the a puppies. dc with dc 16 wisdom save <laughs> no and with a 10 he fails all right um he starts laughing uncontrollably because what <laughs> storm just said was hilarious and he falls to the ground so he falls backwards you hear <laughs> uh, does he does he take damage nope okay so he just falls back onto the ground laughing his head off he's pointing back at storm <laughs> the end of his turn he gets to make wisdom saves again <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, it is his turn. Uh, With the Bane running, of course. Ooh, very true. He rolls a 17, but we got to roll the D4, and he rolls a 3. <laughs> so it's he, very, very funny. So it goes to 14, and he is still laughing. It goes to Flynn. <laughs> Again, he can technically roll around and move. He could technically move. He could, like, crawl 15 feet, you know, half his movement if he wanted to. He could try to move if he wanted to. But. Yes, he's, he's going to go this way. <laughs> he's pointing at all the corpses of his friends uh, <laughs> that were previously there. Tears streaming down his face. Can't tell if it's laughter or fear. Does provoke an attack of opportunity uh, if uh, Storm really wanted to take it. I'm good. And then he goes to Flynn, who is <laughs> running with his short legs through the snow. Crunch, 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 crunch. He comes racing out into the seat of carnage. This takes a moment to uh, register because I think he's now standing amidst two bloody corpses. He is, he is. And he sees a guy over there crawling towards the bushes laughing. Yep. Elephantis is rescuing a damsel in distress. 
Oh, okay, it normalizes pretty quickly. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> he assesses the situation pretty well. Um, well, now I do have to see, do we want to talk to this guy? Well, we have people to talk to. <laughs> you do have wits. Bandits, right? Yeah. Um, Bad ones, too. They were going to burn those well, people. Why Why do we want to talk to them? I don't want to talk to them. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out. I mean, there's the chance that maybe they're, you know, who hired them, why are the people attacking? But we have we have we've, people we rescued we can talk to, so it's not mm -hmm. like it mm -hmm. really, really matters that much. So, sort of offhand while he's looking around, he's just going to flick some fire to his hand and throw it at this guy. Okay. But I think I have disadvantage because he's on the ground. He is prone, yeah. How big of a fire thing would be? Uh, no, I'm not throwing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to set the forest on fire here. Oh, man. Only one tree. Maybe two. Well, that's too bad. Disadvantage. I rolled a 20. Uh, but... Uh, if it had been with advantage, it would have been crit. But with disadvantage, it's 23. Gotcha. Okay. Well, still hit, though. Blast of fire scorches out across the frozen ground. It does eight points of fire damage. <laughs> Which, let me double check something. Um, I think he can get to make his roll again when he takes Dan. Yeah, at the end of the end, each time it takes a damage, makes a wisdom throw. He has advantage if it's damaged. So he has advantage, but to make the wisdom save now that he's taken damage from this one. Yeah, he uh, failed. Yeah. He and then, failed. of course, he's still bane. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he failed without even bane. <laughs> not good. Not good. Even with advantage, huh? Yeah. End of Flynn's turn? Yup. Ghost of Disturbed. Yeah, this guy's tough. Paladin goes racing up. Actually, it's kind of a menacing walk. And you it's not as cool as my walk where I use the force to pull something <laughs> on the guy's back. But it's okay. You don't have my charisma. He goes striding up the, the crystalline sword twinkling in the in the uh, the afternoon light, and the blade is descends in a abrupt motion. Okay, and make your attack with advantage. That hits. Mm -hmm. That's not automatic crits, but no. you do have advantage. Oh, wow, that's a good one. 11 damage, roll your d10. Roll a d6. Roll wow, a d6. total of 20 damage on that one. Is he still kicking? Oh, yeah. Ha ha ha! 
Now, does he make it, it on each that, point of damage? Each time he breaks, makes a damage. Okay. On he'll get a chance to uh, okay. break. Not each point, but each time he takes damage. Yes. Yeah. Each time he takes damage, he gets gotcha. an, a chance to break it. Yes. This one. This do this you, is only level one spell. This isn't hold burst. Do you want to let him do that? Uh yeah. Let me. Uh, really... It's not really. I mean, it wouldn't matter him. because he's, he's still he'll still be, be prone. A, he'll still prone. Yeah, exactly. It's not his turn, so he can't stand up, but. You'll essentially get, if he lives through a second attack, he will essentially get two chances. The laughter does subside. Even with Bane? Uh, ooh, dang it. <laughs> dang it, bro. 19, <laughs> 19 minus 2, so yes, uh, 17, 17 yeah. he makes it. You know, I mainly did that just to make you roll extra dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an effective spell, it really is. Yeah, it is. For only taking 1d4 off, it actually yeah. is more quicker than I thought. Yeah, Bless and Bane are awesome. All right. Um, so he's still prone, at least for now. That hit. The sword slashes back down again. You can roll again for advantage just to see if you get a natural 20. Well, that was with advantage. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. So four points of damage. Roll your d10. All right, so total of uh, eight damage. Is he still alive? Oh yeah. As yeah, a this bonus guy action. I can I kick him as a bonus action? No. No. Can I sit on him? No. You uh, gotta, you could have the sword float up. It's not it make it all the way, but but if you wanted another chance to hit him with another turn, you would want him closer than on. Use the, use the opportunity to maneuver, move it anytime you can. Alright, it goes back to Elphinius. Nah, I'll just kind of look over and throw a ray of frost. Okay. He is prone, so that it's disadvantage. Oh, disadvantage? Okay. Yeah. It's probably going to be about 13. Yeah, 13. So it doesn't doesn't quite hit him. It crackles across the snowy ground. Okay. Blows snow in his face, but it doesn't hit him. Yeah. Works for me. Uh, anything else you'd like to do? Help the girl out. Okay. Call it good. She's grasping your arms, still coughing. Um, and then I'll, of course, hold her until she's, you know, yes. feel, feeling to, better. To, to steady her, yes. Yeah. And then it goes to, to Storm. Storm is starting to lose interest in this guy. Mm-hmm. Let's see what... What? Um... Uh... Uh, just flick some fire into his hand and throw it at this guy. <laughs> okay, everyone's just lobbing stuff. We're just like we're just like toying with them now. <laughs> All right, uh, that's gonna be a miss. Oh yeah, yeah, it goes over. It goes by the serp's head actually. <laughs> and it goes to this guy's turn, which he leaps to his feet. 
move closer. The storm kind of rushes up. He leaps to his feet. Looks at his looks at the, the surroundings. Looks at his hands. And then does a bonus action called light footed. Actually first he goes he attacks. Barehanded? He doesn't have any weapons. Yeah, it's just barehanded. <clears throat> He's swinging at the paladin. But why? Everyone, huh? Paladin never did a him, bro. Boom! <clears throat> the first hit, he hurt his hand. He pulls it back, he's like, screw this, and he uses his bonus action called Light Footed and does a disengage. And is running off into the forest. The snow is trickling down from the treetops. Goes to Flynn. You guys giving chase here? What are you doing? Yeah, how far away oh is he? Oh my god. Why does it every time I drag my mouse across disturbed it picks him up? I don't know. He's needy. Oh, there it goes again. Grabbing whatever uh, goes by. Uh, Fun is going to just because it'll be fun. <laughs> you can't have him get away. He's going to say a couple words, and Flame is going to raise up around his hands and coalesce into this tiny little bead and streak through the air and uh, hit the ground right behind Life Bandit number two. Okay. And he's going to need to make a dexterity saving throw, DC 17. He gets 21. With Bane? Oh, god dang it. He gets a... Uh, 21 minus 3. 18. No, it'll still work. What if I told him about his mama? Uh, can you do it on saving throws? I don't sure. think so. I think I can do it on ability checks, but I don't think I can do it on saving throws. Okay. Well, uh, is the dexterity saving throw? Is, no, okay, it's a check, not a saving throw. Yeah. yeah. All right, let me see. Well, then, unless he has some extra ability, which he might be a bandit, he's going to take half damage. You can do it on uh, damage rolls too, bro. Hmm. Yeah, I forget about that sometimes. Wee. So seventeen halved. Yep. So a total of nine damage. There's a sudden eruption of flame. Roots and pieces of trees are flown into the air, silhouetting the the frame of the of the bandit. You can see pieces of rock cut it, cut him, and an owl flies across the storm across Storm's head. Well, he's about thirty <laughs> feet in the air. Any um, any more things from Flint? We'll just move over here. 
Goes to Disturbed. He's over there disturbed. I show him where the crater is. I softened him up for you. Yep. Disturbed goes is running up behind standing, him. Or is yeah, he's still standing. standing. Pieces of his clothes are blown away. Damn. You had to try to burn the house down. And it sucks to be you. He has a former sailor. Setting things on fire is not a good thing. That's crit, right? Uh huh. The blade uh, catches up with the bandit running. You've staggered from the fireball explosion and you run him through the back. How haggard does he look? I mean, he's tore up pretty bad. He's still moving. Okay, I'll throw in a spite just for spite. Okay. It's a spite smite? A smite smite. A spite smite. Can you do a smite off of... Ooh, oh, yeah, you can smite off criticals. Oh, okay, it, it critical that. Okay, so... Oh, no, oh, I thought he... For some reason, I thought it was a ranged attack. So 14 plus... Uh, roll your 1d10. Twenty-two. Now, uh, on a crit, smite dice double as well. That'd be twenty-three on the smite. Uh, the six and seven. The just with the regular damage, uh, even before the smite, uh, the the body of this uh, this bandit just buckles forward. Falling lifelessly into the snow as the paladin yanks yanks the blade free. I'm still doing this fight. And uh, there's an explosion that blows p- chunks of off him every which way. And uh, the paladin turns around as the snow filters down into a small cloud from the trees in the general area. I'll yell back to uh, the bard. Is, is there, are they hurt? I don't know. I'm checking her over. Oh, sure you thank are. you, good sirs. I thought we were done for. They were trying to extort us for money, but we had no money, so they were going to make an example out of us. That's horrible. Hate when that happens. Is my father okay? Uh, I pulled. I pulled him out the back. Him? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Uh, the guy left behind. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a, well, Flint says I, I pulled him out the back. I don't know if he's moved since then or not. You can hear crunching feet, and the the older man comes running around the corner. She goes running up to embrace him. Oh, thank you, good sirs. Yeah, you don't know what you've done for us here. You saved our lives. Even you saved my house. I might have to patch the roof a bit, but can't thank you enough. These these were up to no good, these fellas were. Uh, sorry about the mess. As yeah, I kind of nod towards the robed guy that kind of blew up. Ugh, that's that. Mm, yeah, that's, uh, he picks his feet up and kind of moves his daughter away from it. Yeah, Flynn's going to go over and look at this robed guy. Okay. Or what's left of him? I mean, I guess 
for lack of a better term, search the corpse for treasure. Search, search the corpse for treasure. Well, in amongst the searching, you did find 880 gold pieces and I'm small use... pouches. Excellent. I'm going to use mending to uh, clean the smoke out of my clothing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you want to split up 880 gold pieces, but that's... Uh... Uh, I'll keep it. Actually, why don't we just give it to... You haven't the... picked any of it up yet. Oh. I mean... Yeah. I need Flynn room. picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> did I see Flynn? What's yours is mine. It's okay. Wait a minute. Did I see Flynn pick it up? Well, I mean, Flynn, he's over there getting something out of his Flynn is searching this guy for whatever. He came across 800 gold. Flynn usually just then disper disperses it, yes, and will do that as soon as it becomes uh, uh, readily available. However... You said, how much was it? God dang it! 880 gold pieces. Um, that buy a new roof. He is going to give 100 of it to the old man. Okay. Oh, but... Good sir, don't I can't... Let the bar, don't let the bard know. Hmm? What am I okay. looking for? Who's, who's mama? Or is, they, is, there, is there any chance this was extorted from any of your neighbors? I will, I don't have many neighbors, uh, not a lot of people out this way, but I would Excellent. assume they've been Almost robbing up and down the, the whole uh, travel lane, I'm, uh, I'm assuming. All right, well then, uh, for, like I said, I'll give him 100 gold at this point. Let's see what's, what's, what's going on. At least repair the roof. So he, he thanks you profusely, and, and at first he doesn't really want to take it, but... Um, with a little of insistence, he, he does take it, and you know that it's going to be a it's, it's a pretty big deal for him. Right. And he's a, in, inviting you in, of course, to um, once they get the, the smoke filtered out of the house, he, he's trying to make you like some kind of some kind of food. Um, I'm assuming you guys are disposing of the corpses out in the front yard. Why? Leave them out there as an example to others. Well, I mean, you could move down the road, I suppose. But I mean, yeah, wild animals their, might be attractive. This is their fun. Yeah, no, we are not going to want to do that. <laughs> it's got freaking wizards and stuff coming in. Ah! <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe, maybe bury him in the backyard. I don't think about those things sometimes. You know, about that. <laughs> Why would we do that? You, know, you guys look at the scene behind you like griffins are attacking. There's wizards <laughs> coming down. It reminds me of an anime I watched called The uh, Legend of the Shield Hero. And these other here, there are there's like five of them that get summoned to this this world to help out, right? And unfortunately, the shield hero is like put upon, and people don't like him, and all this crap. Nothing for anything he's done, but but he spends all of his time going around behind the other heroes, cleaning up their messes, just <laughs> like stuff, just like that. Like they kill a dragon, but they don't do anything with the corpse, and it ends up rotting and like poisoning the water for a whole village, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, so he spends his whole time running around behind them, cleaning up after him. So, um, what would we like to do? Do we want to continue going, or do we want to pause it here? We've been at it for quite a few hours. I'm going to call pause. All right. Pause at least, because I've got to use the bathroom. But, yeah, and I'm good with, with whatever you guys want to do. If we're done for the day, I mean, or pause yeah. either way. Yeah, we can uh, wrap her up here, and I'll... Uh... What I am curious about is, do, is there anything on them that because I just want to put in the notes, that indicates what that they might be part of some kind of organization? Or is this generally just that something's afoot in the land and 
dark things are coming out more and more. So, um, one second. So, let me see here. I'm trying to find it. Biscuits. Where did I put that? Nope, not that one. I mean, you can wait until we next time we get up and grunting, just as long as we sort of remember this is where we were leaving off. Nice. Nice. Here we go. Who was it? Who's mom? I'm just curious if there's any kind of markings on them. This is oh, oh, an it. investigator, you know, this that indicate this might be part of some kind of organization. So there's thugs around. There is. Um, so you find a parchment on the robed figure, and the the parchment is a wanted poster detailing um, that a individual by the name of Gar Trun is um, has a about a 3,000 gold bounty on his head and underneath it is stated that um, he is the uh, thief lord of the red sweeps is it any of Got these guys doesn't appear to be in first glance, although some of them are quite demolished. Um, it does not appear to be Gartron. Does the old man look like Gartron twenty not. years ago? No. Like, like, did we just stop some some bounty hunters? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine. That would be a little bit funny. <laughs> no. No, uh, but this is uh, apparently. But it might it might indicate sweeps. But it might indicate that these guys are either part of the red sweeps or might be an opposing gang or something like that. But it gives us the red sweeps anyway, mm -hmm. which I th may have heard of before. I think you have. Well, I'm not. I can't remember if this party has heard of them. No, before. they have not. They have. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I didn't think so. But I think they are where we're going. Fair enough. Alrighty. I will, save some people. I will wrap it up here and update our notes on it. My brother-in-law will be over here, I think, here in a little bit. I'm going to show him the new room. And, uh, yeah. That was a, a fun session. We got some shampoo made. We got the backseat high. We've, we've, it's pretty good.